Hello and welcome to the first episode of a new series in Warp Lords that I'm calling Nine Realms. I am Jared and I will be DMing this one. Today I'm joined by Danger and Graham. Say hi guys. Hey, what's cracking hey. internet peeps? Hello. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be doing some intros for their two characters. We're doing a separate intro for the other three players later but this is going to be just for them we're the guineaest of pigs <laughs> yeah uh this is one of the first times i've or this is the first time i'm dming warp lords and i have very little experience so i'm going to be amazing at it i mean you've played in warp lords since the beginning of warp lords the game <laughs> yeah. so that is definitely a benefit that's that is completely irrelevant. I've never DM'd <laughs> anything ever before. Just because I played Warp Lords doesn't mean I get it now. Well, I mean, it's not like you're inexperienced with the system, is what I'm saying. This is true. <laughs> we'll see how my storytelling is. So essentially, the reason it's called the Nine Realms is because there are nine different uh, realms. realms in this area. Each of them uh, having a different like humanoid animal. There are deer, owls, bears, elephants, moles, wolves, chameleons, otters, and sharks. Um, there's a bunch of different places, but why just get into all of that information right now? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just slow things down. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. We'll hit, hit it up later. I, maybe we can start by you guys just saying the characters that you're going to play, kind of just like a little bit about them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it away. Um, so... I am playing Cecil Finnegan. Um, I am the son of the chief of the Dreadwood Isles, or Deadwood, excuse me. Deadwood Isles. It's Dreadwood. Right? You know oh, it right is. The okay. First time. <laughs> I, I double checked my sheet and then I spelled it wrong on my sheet. So oh, it's here cool. We are. I think I fucking like, changed those things like 50 times. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's cool. So my father is the uh, chief of all of the islands of the uh, Dreadwood Coast. Um, I am the second born in the family. I am... I'm 17. I'm a bard. I'm definitely not what my father had hoped uh, for as a son. So there's going to be a theme going today, then. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and also, (laughs) you guys a shark. (laughs) That's important to mention. (laughs) Uh, so basically I'm like half man, half shark. I got like fins. My legs can merge together into a tail when I'm swimming. Um, it's kind of based off of the figure. Yeah. I mean, yes. Or like the merfolk from the game that we're playing. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm going to stick with um, the Beast Wars one, because I had a shark that I did that. I just had to be different. <laughs> I had um, to make it different. Basically, uh, Cecil is a young, hyper um, energetic kid who just runs around and appreciates uh, all of the beauty in the world. Um, he's looking for his own way to kind of prove his dad wrong and find a way to eventually lead the uh, Dreadwood Isles and make his father proud. Uh, Graham, <laughs> uh, would you like to introduce your character? I am playing Fenimore Gale Deep, uh, referred to as Finn by his friends. Um, <laughs> That might get confusing if I get close with a shark, but for now it's fine. <laughs> um, so he's an he's an otter. He was born in um was it called Rivers Rest? Is that the city? Rivers Rest, the bar. Okay, city. that was the right one. 
Uh, he's an only child, but he was he's kind of a restless, rambunctious, spunky jackass. And he enlisted in the Navy, had to get out there and see the ocean, the seas, the lakes, all that. Got into a bunch of adventures, decided um, he wanted to keep doing that. So he ended up with a boat of his own, which is um, called the Otterwa. Nailed it. Which was the original name <laughs> that I pitched for the city that the otters hail from. Which would have which... been better. Uh, it would have been so good. <laughs> yeah. I, I Too late now. It's already been Yeah, no, we're, we're stuck with it. Like, we could have made so many Ottawa Senators jokes, and it would have been so good. But the, here the we are now. The boat is still called that. The name still exists. It, I mean, it's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, he owns the ship, the Ottawa, with his lifetime friend uh was it ray right jared yeah i think it was ray yeah it was uh, ray wait oh i, I have the, i have the thing up where is it it yeah, is ray. ray there it is uh who i who he who fenimore met in the navy and they kind of stuck together rays but i got caught smuggling some stuff into river's rest and the ship was seized but ray coming from a wealthy family he was bailed out and i got fucked over by the man even though i'm a senator and you can't put them in jail apparently god damn i mean <laughs> ray's got a heart of gold though yeah no i mean ray's ray's finn's lifelong friend and finn's finn's less of an asshole than the people i usually play so it's it's a good relationship <laughs> this time that's a i would say that's a pretty good pretty good uh intro intro to your characters i like that um, yeah, I realized I didn't describe at all what I look like, but... Oh, fuck yeah, let's go do that for both of you guys. All right, I like this kind of back and forth. Tight, so um, Cecil's about 5'7", he's pretty skinny. Um, he has, like, light, bru- light blue, almost ash gray, rough, uh, rough skin. Kind of like how a shark's skin is, where it's very, very, like, rough and bumpy. Um, and gray. Yeah, um... He has white and white and gray freckles across his face, uh, with two uh, red and blue triangles on either side of his face, like patterning. Um, and he has a ashy black, uh, sort of um, like seaweed type hair that turns into bright red, and it hangs about shoulder length. Um, I pretty skinny torso and like thick legs and he wears um like light plum purple and turquoise blue robes that's held and tied together um and protected with an outer layer of like rope like heavy thick fish fisherman's rope and i carry around an oar that's about the same size as me made out of a special material called opalite it's volcanic ash mixed with uh, a clear translucent stone that shines and has uh, some magical properties to it. It's pretty fucking cool. You know, it's funny. I was envisioning sharks not having hair, but now they all do. Candid. Or canon, that's the word. <laughs> all the sharks now have hair. Finn looks like a river otter, like generally what an otter looks like. <laughs> not Not any like distinguishing birthmarks or anything like that, but more just... It looks like the type of otter where if you see it, you immediately want to hug it because it's adorable and it's an otter. <laughs> Except, picture that, but he looks like Indiana Jones, kind of. Perfect. Okay. Does he have the hat? Uh, no, I, was, I wasn't really thinking the hat. 
but more just like the the general attire preparedness more so than literally he's wearing his outfit cool cool like uh, that kind of it, practicality finn is uh older right than yeah like, we went for like middle-aged middle-aged okay like 30s 40s yeah like you've seen some shit you were in the navy yeah, and then you did you did some stuff. And I've, with Ray. I've been out of the navy for a pretty long time too. <laughs> yeah, for so. a, for a, it's been a while. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I will just kind of elaborate a bit on how you got from that to where you currently are, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. So Finn uh, had his boat, the Ottawa, seized after he was caught unintentionally smuggling stuff, um, and he was banished from Rivers Rest. Uh, having a lot of experience, uh, you know, sailing and whatnot, it made sense that he would go to the Dreadwood Isles to try to get some work as a deck hand. Uh, he's been around a fair amount, so he could probably find some connections in wherever. Been to, I've been to ports all over the place. Exactly. So, um, there is a friend that you have there named Captain Jillian Thickfin, um, who hires you to help as a deckhand, essentially what you were looking for. Um, and we'll kind of start you there. Um, back over to Cecil. Uh, you told your father, Arak, who is the great shark of the Dreadwood Isles, the lord over it. Um, you told him that you wanted to adventure and see the world so that you could one day come back, um, come back and become the great shark as well. He advised that you go to Bjornfjord. Bjornfjord, of course, is the uh, the bear kingdom. Um, he told you to go there to meet with one of his friends at the Adventurer's Guild. Um, and he hired a boat for you. Uh, the captain of that, of course, is Captain Jillian Thickfin. Um, and yeah. Of course. Naturally. And that's where the two of you Natu- are in the same place. <laughs> Whoa! Genius railroading. <laughs> it's the first session, and it's I'm the first session. We can't have too many boats. <laughs> I mean, we probably could. That's though. true. That's true. Yeah, no, you get there, and there's only one boat. <laughs> uh, so you're on the main island, which is cleverly named Dreadwood. Uh, it's the biggest island, and uh, there is a volcano on it that is dormant. Uh, I would say that. Finn is probably already on this ship as he was employed there. I would think so. Cecil's making his way there. You've got some typical docks. The boats here are uh, steam-powered. So basically, you've got more or less like a cargo ship that you're walking towards. Uh, On the back of it, the name of the ship, the Unsinkable Five. Um, It is... (laughs) It's a... It's a... You've got two masts with sails on them, but they're drawn, I think. They're not up. Um, There's a raised... (laughs) I don't know the right term. I'm not a sailor. I think raised is when they're out, so... Yes. The opposite of raised. They're lowered. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You get it. Um, So, essentially, the the rear of the ship is slightly raised um, on a platform with an oversized steering wheel. Um, And from what you can see, it's just a pretty typical ship. So perhaps I should let you guys say what it is that you would like to be doing as you approach this ship. So, I mean, I definitely... Well, I'm probably uh, on the ship already. You yeah. are on the ship. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would board the ship, for sure. If I'm heading cool. straight there, it, did my dad come <laughs> yeah. with me, or did he just kind of, like, 
see me off. He's like too like fuck off child. <laughs> he gave you uh he gave you that, you know, family his father's drum and Yeah. He he's hired the ship, but beyond that, you know, you're doing your own thing now. Yeah, it's I <laughs> doing it live. I, I was gonna say I eager eagerly and quickly board the ship as I see it. Oh, yeah, you're probably super hyped. Oh dude, for sure. <laughs> as you board the boat the unsinkable five you're greeted by captain jillian thickfin uh she also is a shark um she is brown she kind of has more of like a hammerhead kind of thing going on nice. uh she's wearing like a, a white captain hat like the captain and how i met your mother one of those ones and a blue jacket <laughs> hey that was the best cameo ever <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing he's done besides twin peaks Okay. Yeah, so the thing that I just realized is I am now going to have to voice female characters. How does I, that is that awkward for you, Danger? No. Oh, okay. Gonna, I, I just kind of roll with it, but the thing is, is my voices aren't good, and I've accepted that, and I try, <laughs> uh, so I just roll with it. Okay, so I'm just going to roll with it, too, and see what we get. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to... This is what the beer is for. Oh, Hello shit. there, Cecil. Oh. Are you excited? Hello. Hello, I'm Captain Jillian Thickfin. Pleased to meet you. Oh, oh, Jillian, Jillian, great, great to meet you. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, your hi- your father hired uh, my crew to take to take you to Bjornfjord. Great. Uh, it's it's so great to meet you. Um, when when exactly are we leaving? Hopefully, sometime soon. We'll see uh, if my crews, you know, might have to crack the whip. And she kind of glances over um, to another person. This person is going to kind of look more like a killer whale, but I'm going to say that he's still a shark. Yo, I dig it. I'm into that. Um, Jossum. Yeah. (laughs) Jossum. Did I unintentionally just channel street sharks? I mean, like, this is what I've been thinking (laughs) the entire time. So. Into it. Okay. So she is looking over um, to a black and white. Uh, killer whale looking thing uh, that's wearing a red bandana with a white shirt and red and white pinstripe pants. Um, he he uh, approaches you, says, Pleasure to meet ya. The name's Horace Dangleworth. I'm the first mate on this here boat. Well, it's great to meet you, sir. Dangleworth? Did I get that right? Horace Dangleworth, that's Dangleworth. my name. What an, what an astounding name, sir. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. Let me show you the ropes here. Let's get, uh, you know, let's get going. No time to waste. Um, and yeah, uh, he kind of takes you back as he shows you how to raise the sail, which I assume mostly involves pulling on some ropes <laughs> and then tying them to something. <laughs> I hope yeah, that's, someone that's how who that sails works. listens to this and they're like... This guy's a fucking idiot. Go on Wikipedia before you fucking talk about narrate fucking driving a ship. I'm a nautical expert. I've never been on a boat, and that's correct. Uh, I have I have been sailing a couple of times. Yes, that I can yeah. confirm. You you pull some ropes. You pull on a rope, and the sails will go up. You will tie them <laughs> together, and you will make sure they're they're taut. <laughs> So yeah, Horace kind of starts showing you the ropes. <laughs> Did it? And while he's doing so, he begins pointing around to the various people who are currently working on the ship. Uh, one of them uh, is a blue and white shark 
named Elmer. Elmer Good Beans. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, did you say Good Beans? <laughs> yeah, Elmer Good Beans. Um, okay. There's also there's also a, an older looking shark uh, with light brown uh, skin named Georgina Sharptooth, as well as like a young young looking dark gray one um, who kind of just looks like he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's trying to look busy. Um, and that over there is a uh, Frederick Low Tide. You know, I already forgot which voice I went with for Hor- Horace Dangleworth. There it is. Yeah. So let me show you. Uh, once we get the uh, the old boat rolling, how about I show you the the uh, the, the sleeping quarters uh, here? Uh, oh wait. By the way, I completely forgot. Uh, look, this guy right over here, the the otter. Uh, this guy, I I actually didn't catch your name. Hey, I do like an awkward kind of high five, like where it's like a hesitant hand raise and then it comes back down. Hey, uh, Fenimore, call me Finn. What? Wait, Fenimore, uh, Deep Gale? Or Gale, Gale Deep. Deep. Uh, Gale Deep, not Deep Gale. <laughs> ah, I've I heard of you. confuse my name in game. That would not make sense. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Finn, right? I've heard of you. Yep, that's me. Hopefully you've heard of me for good reasons. I've never done anything bad ever. You know, he's a well-known, it's a well-known sailor adventurer. Yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot. I feel like I've heard Captain Jillian talking about you before. I assume uh, Finn is still work- working because he's on the job. Oh, by the way, I forgot to yeah. mention to you, uh, you, in exchange for your deckhand help, uh, uh-huh. Captain Jillian agreed to pay you 15 schmeckles. Uh, for your work. Oh, oh, good. Perfect. Is that yes? Is that good? That's a good question. Money has no <laughs> meaning, so it's hard to define. <laughs> you currently have one hundred schmeckles, so I guess that could put it in a no fifteen. Considering that you basically are trying to get from one place to another, you're you know she's kind of like doing you a favor anyway. She doesn't really <laughs> need your help. <laughs> Uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of background information, I told you that you, uh, Captain Jillian and you have a mutual friend. So you, uh, mm-hmm. Finn has been to many places before, one of which is, of course, the Dreadwood Isles and Dreadwood specifically. There was a, a fine, lovely shark lady named Daisy that you were sweet on years ago. And that's your mutual friend. Okay. But you guys have both lost touch with her. She moved away. As you do. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that everyone just wants to hug cute otters. That seems to be the case. I mean, yeah. I certainly do. <laughs> uh, Horace takes you below decks. You just see a bunch of hammocks set up, some barrels. Uh, there's, you know, uh, a furnace-looking thing. And the, uh, that, you remember Elmer? Elmer Good Beans oh, from earlier? I, I remember Elmer <laughs> yeah. Good Beans. Boy, do I. Uh, kind of just like a bit of just, he's very tall for a shark. Uh-huh. Um, you could, pro- with your knowledge of the Dreadwood Isles, as you're from there, mm-hmm. you could probably assume that he's most likely from Romport Island. They're mm-hmm. basically known for one thing, uh, being tall. So That's all they got going a, for him. That's, yeah, that's really all they got. That's the main thing. But yeah, they're really tall. So he's probably from there. Elmer Good Beans. <laughs> um, yeah. He's a good bean. I'll tell for you sure. what. That you and your sharks are are good with the good with the fires. So sharks are really good with beans. So uh, yeah, he's he's shoveling in some coal and stuff, or however steam engines work. I assume that's the that's case. That's part I saw of Titanic. it. Yeah, I that's saw Titanic. I get it. 
The unthinkable fact. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this is not going well. Um, and yet, welcome and aboard the Titanic 2. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Uh, exactly. And with that, you guys, you guys begin, uh, the, the ship begins moving and you have the, uh, long, long track of, of, uh, boating. Uh, so what, what, as, what would you like to do? As I'm downstairs, this is going to kind of back you up for a, a smidge. Um, back me up. when Horace is showing me downstairs, um, and where will I be sleeping? I'm not sleeping in these hammocks, no? Oh, of course you'll be sleeping in the hammocks. You don't want to be sleeping on the floor there. Oh, no, uh, I... You're gonna be one sick, sick shark, my friend. Trust me, you wanna be in the hammocks. <laughs> I do think that there's maybe a misunderstanding about our arrangement. Nope, pretty sure there's not. <laughs> but hey, if you wanna sleep on the ground, yeah, you know, go for it. That, no, I'm just telling uh, you it's a bad idea. That, but there's, there are no beds, there's just these hammocks. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's pronounced hammocks, but yeah. Uh, right. uh, they're real comfortable <laughs> once you get in it. Trust me. Um, I try out the uh, I try out the hammock. Um, how do I like the hammocks? I that's a good question. Do you like it? Do you fall when I'm you gonna, get into I'm it? I'm gonna roll a luck check for it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I've rolled a ten out of two. I do not like the hammocks. Yeah, it's it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. But once you get into it, you can kind of see. Like what he's getting at, like the boat kind of rocks it, a bit. Yeah, it, it's nice with the rocking boat, and that's where that ends. Everything else I dislike. It's not going to be as comfortable as your as your lovely lovely bed back in your home. But hey, you're going out in an adventure, so you got to deal with some shit. Oh boy, it's adventure time! I start like quietly singing to myself in the hammock, just trying to like comfort myself. Then I get up and uh, kind of go up on the top deck and kind of explore around. Uh, what do I kind of see around me as we start sailing? Um, you see the you see Dreadwood getting smaller and smaller in the distance. Uh, it's a very, very clear day. One cloud in the sky. One cloud. Lonely cloud drifting off. It's very bright. Um, you see the crew. They're just doing their jobs. Uh, hoisting hoisting ropes and yelling things to one another. Uh what's what's uh what's Finn doing? Um well I would whatever I was doing on the deck when we set it off, I I how high up the food chain am I on the boat? How long have I been on uh, this specific okay. boat? Okay. So this this boat in specific has from your uh what you would say this is a pretty small crew. You know, they've got yeah. the one captain, Captain Jillian, they got the first mate, Horace and it yeah. seems like, from what you could tell, there's only three other people working on it. I okay. mean, granted, it's not a huge boat, but there's things that you could do. Is it understaffed, or it's just small? I mean, you. What do you think? Like, what? What would? What would the? What would Finn say? Because you, you could probably crew it with only two people, but that's unusual. You and Ray did some weird sailing stuff back in the day. Well, yeah. Well, we're we're awesome. Well, I, I'm trying to get a gauge for how small you mean. Is it like teeny tiny or like it's a traditional like it's not a yacht, but it's like the size of a yacht. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not it's not yeah, nice I, like that, but it's about the length that com um, comparable in size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like 3 or uh, f 5 people on the crew sounds about right. Yeah, you also have noticed that Frederick has been like pulling on a rope that's not actually connected to anything. 
Uh, so you might even argue that there's even less of a crew. Uh, Jillian is just at the, at the, at the wheel, kind of just the helm, I believe, steering the boat. And then Elmer, I, I of course, love is... me some sailing. So, uh, well, I'm going to do a whole bunch of whatever it takes to do that kind of stuff. For sure. Um, even, even, even if the others aren't doing it just to keep it going. Of course. Uh, Since it sounds like they're they're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, not doing that great of a job. It's basically just Georgina, uh, the older the older light brown one, who's basically just doing doing everything and looks very annoyed by it. As our first group slowly drifts their way towards Bjornfjord on the Unsinkable Five, we're going to take a quick break from that and go to the second group, who are in a place called Brain Branch. Now we make our way to the second group in this lovely double header. We're going to be going to the tippy top kingdom of Brain Branch atop the sacred tree. The three people are Mike, Devin, and Dylan. Uh, Devin will be joining us later because the first part is just for the other two. Well, uh, my name's Mike. My character is uh, Kiard Moonfang. Kiard Moonfang is half wolf and half owl and he has some serious daddy issues <laughs> kiard moonfang is uh is four foot eight he looks like a humanoid wolf but instead of fur he's covered in white feathers with brown and black tips uh he's he's kind of a he's small he, he's probably about 78 pounds like 80 pounds he, he's smaller than a typical wolf size is relative you're big for an owl small for a wolf <laughs> and that that's kiard yeah he's a yeah I'm, right. I'm, i i feel like i'm not doing the voice well am i doing the voice well hey man you're gonna it'll it'll grow but you're already committed to that voice so if you were thinking of backing out it's too late now wait wait wait, wait 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 seriously seriously should i back out of the that voice voice is great i think that you sound awesome that's not I'm the voice at all them. that's not the voice know. at all that's not the voice at all it talks like, it sounds know. like this uh let's move on to dylan here dylan who are you playing i am playing professor hootsworth <laughs> who is all owl, and he is even smaller than Kiard. He is three foot, 11 inches tall. Beautiful owl. And he's got uh, white feathers with black speckles and great big, thick, pointy, feathery eyebrows. How thick are they? And I haven't quite... Very thick. thick with it's got to be in every in every game, the thick <laughs> I don't think Shanghai got the thick uh, the thick treatment. Start it over. Just wait for it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The thick, thick eyebrows of, of Professor Hootsworth. And I haven't quite settled on a voice yet, but uh, yeah, he thinks everybody that's not an owl is dumber than him. And he's right, because owls are the smartest thing ever. Facts. Uh, yeah. That's an owl fact. <laughs> <laughs> you know owl of the facts. Owl um, of the facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Your two characters happen to be related. Uh, so, Professor's father is the twin brother 
of Kiard's father. So then that's how they are related. It's pronounced Kiard. 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 I say Kiard. 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 It's my ac- it's my accent. Yes. So essentially you guys are going to start off in Brain Branch, uh, where the two of you are graduating from the property for the readying and edification of the populace school, or prep school for short. Um, you, <laughs> oh, guys <wow>. are, <laughs> you guys are going to be uh, performing a yearly ritual of jumping from the sacred roost, which is known as a rite of passage within the owl populace. Uh, so... Basically, that's that's where you guys are starting. A um, little background, I guess, on Kiard. I, I feel like I'm going to keep saying Kiard, dude. So just just get used to it. Kiard, Kiard, can, I, can I tell Kiard. can I tell Kiard's background? Yeah, how, how far are we going back here? Uh, just explain why you're there. After being chased out of his homeland, the uh, White Wind Peaks, by his sister, because wolves are uncivilized. His sister resents him because. When he returned to the White Wind Peaks, he found his mother had died, and uh, his sister blames him for that. Uh, and he, she's much stronger and more badass than Kiard is. Well, I mean, yeah, stronger, maybe, maybe not more badass, <laughs> but stronger. Uh, so Kiard left, and he went to the only place where he had any ties at all, or possibly had any ties at all. He actually set out to Brain Branch, where he, he knows that he's part owl. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. So he he's went off to Brain Branch, and then he met... Um, and that's where he tracked down his family ties, uh, the uh, the Hootsworth family. Uh, and that's where he met uh, Professor Hootsworth. Are you calling yourself Professor now, or are you calling yourself Professor, professor later? Professor is my name. So that's where he met Professor Hootsworth, and they uh they they get along. You know, there's been times where uh you know they're both they're both kind of um judgmental and cold individuals, both Kiard and uh Professor. So uh th- they get along well and uh they went to magic school together, to prep school together. Prep school. Prep school, yeah. Uh we get a we get along about as well as two brothers in a Wes Anderson movie. Nailed it. That is so, an accurate uh, depiction of what's going on here. So, so yeah, uh, Kiard, Kiard is looking for some purpose, and and he is going through prep school, even though he's not really accepted by the owl population. He's definitely not accepted by the wolves. So, well, you definitely. So, Kiard definitely was not accepted to begin with, but um, unf- lucky for him, Professor's parents, uh, one of them is a lawyer. It's bird law, real really good at bird law. And that's why that's why you were allowed to stay there. <laughs> anyway, something law, really probably it's, it's probably worth explaining this to you now because I don't know why I didn't tell you before. Please don't explain to me bird law. No, cause... no, no, it's something else. So when <laughs> when Dylan wanted when I was making this world and Dylan wanted to name his character Professor Hootsworth, the thought occurred to me that it would be funny if all of the owls had title names. So his two parents are named Senator and Doctor. Doctor is a lawyer and Senator is a doctor. Also, you unintentionally named your character Reginald, which I believe is another title. You'd sorry, you named your character's father Reginald. So anyway, it just seemed to all be happening. So now they all have titles for names. It seemed fun. Great. Yeah, no, that that is, that is fun and makes a lot of sense. 
It's absolutely not confusing in the slightest. But anyway, that's essentially how you guys <laughs> how you guys got there. Um, so yeah, if, with that we can probably actually start. That's probably enough background. You guys are doing this coming of age ritual. Uh, you guys are in Brain Branch, which of course is the kingdom that is uh, in the branches of the Sacred Tree, which is in the center of the continent of the of the Nine Realms. Um, essentially, the the Sacred Tree, as you get higher on the tree, people are more wealthy. Uh, the Hootsworths, of course, are are quite wealthy and affluent. Uh, you guys are moving towards the top of the tree, uh, which is where the sacred roost is that people jump off. Essentially, inside of the tree, uh, it's daytime. Uh, there are branches heading off in every single direction. There are no this this area is much more pretty at night. There are a bunch of like lights that that uh, light brain branch in a very interesting way. But right now, essentially, what you're seeing is a bunch of leaves. <laughs> and branches, I guess. <laughs> in uh, brain branch? No way. <laughs> in brain branch, right? Uh, yeah, essentially, it starts... Wa- the the whole kingdom starts kind of wide towards the bottom and then gradually gets thinner towards the top, going kind of in a sort of like corkscrew manner as the, as the houses get nicer towards the top. But where you guys are is essentially just approaching this sacred roost area as people surround you, kind of just clapping as people are called up. There is, of course, the principal of prep school, Cardinal Brickbeak, who is dressed wearing navy blue grad- uh, navy blue graduation gown and a square academic cap. Um, and he's just kind of calling up names one by one as you do your own thing waiting. When suddenly, Senator and Doctor call you guys over. So, Doctor, you're uh, the... Sorry, all these title names are definitely not a be- good idea. It's like totally fucking me up here. <laughs> so, uh, doctor calls professor over to her. Son, get over here. I waddle over on my little bird legs. Ah, you were sent a gift in the mail. Um, I, I wanted to give it to you, but there were instructions for you not to open it until you, until you complete the ritual. As she she reaches out and she hands you, uh, just like a, a a gift. It's got a ribbon and a little bow on top, and it's just a uh, small package that's a, somewhat flat and wide. And she hands it to you. Thank you, mother. I'll be sure to open it as soon as I complete the ritual. Better than my classmates because I am smarter than them. Oh, absolutely. I I put a small gift in there myself. <laughs> I think you're going to be quite excited when you see. It's at the bottom, but I think you'll know who it's from when you get there. <laughs> um, and Senator uh, calls Kiard over. Uh, Senator is a doctor uh, wearing a white coat with a stethoscope, and he has glasses. I didn't describe Dr. Willow, um, the lawyer, but she's wearing a gray pantsuit. Cause she's a very powerful lady. Um, but Senator Senator calls you over. Kiard, come over here. I, I have a bit of a gift for you. Oh, you have a gift for me. Yes. Um, there, there, yes. When you arrived, there, there was an interesting thing that you wore around your neck. It was, uh, you still are wearing it, by the way. Uh, this purple, (laughs) this purple feather that you wear around your neck. Uh, do you know what that is? I mean, it was given to me by my mother. I, I know. 
I know it was from my father. Yes. You see, uh, Reginald the Third, my, my brother, and I were twin brothers, and uh, some time ago, uh, we we did this same ritual. But before we did, we decided to, to wear these matching um, earrings. And he pulls, he pulls one that looks identical to the one that you're wearing. The, my brother and I grew up very close, and when when we went to do this, we knew the world would be bringing us in different directions, so we thought it would be nice to always keep this to remind us that we were with each other, in spirit. And I want you to have this. So he hands it to you. I mean, I appreciate this gift, but I just want to make it clear that I I really don't... I know it was your brother, but I really don't want to hear about my father. He was... It was absent for the entirety of my life. I I can't, I do not care about him. Well, that's fine. I still want you to have it. You wear that one, so I would imagine you might as well have the pair. Besides, I think you'd be a strapping young man if you were to decide to wear them. But anyway, you probably have noticed that many people are looking at you, and people seem to be saying, Oh, you know, he's not going to make it. He's going to fall and plummet to his death. But don't believe those. You will be fine, and you'll find exactly what you need to, young man. And he pats you on the back. But if the great wind is not kind to you, please just stick close to my son, Professor, because I, I want you to be fine, son. I mean, I'll take your gift, but I want you to know that I, I am going to make it. I've, I've been through worse before. With that, uh, the card- Cardinal Brickbeak, <laughs> yes, um, <clears throat> Professor Hootsworth, please step forward. I swagger forward as much as I can swagger on my stumpy little owl legs. So as you walk towards this, uh, you know, empty area where, where they are, um, there is kind of a staircase built of a bunch of like small twisting branches that lead to this top part. Uh, and you're kind of beckoned to move forward and climb the staircase. I do so. Uh, when you get to the top, um, you basically, what you can see is it's it's very cloudy out. Um, it's very windy. Uh, essentially, below you, you can't really see much of the kingdom. There's just kind of like a blanket of clouds. Um, and the wind just kind of starts to push you every, every which way. Uh, and you hear, for you, a familiar voice saying... What knowledge is it that you seek? You, of course, know this to be the voice of the sacred tree. I seek knowledge on how to cook the best food. <gasps> food, you say? Well, jump, and you shall find it. Okay. And then I jump. Perfect. Uh, following, uh... Kiard Moonfang. Uh, you are called up next. He kind of just gives you a wide berth. So that you may do the same. Yeah, I don't. I don't say anything. I just walk up and then look down. What do, what do I see? Um, for I didn't ask you. What did you do with the? Uh, what did you do with the earring thing he handed you? Um, does it have a little clasp on it? Yeah, uh, just kind of to describe what it looks like. Basically, you've got like a lavender feather, uh, and the stem of it is kind of just like affixed inside of this clear gem, and then the earring part is like a hook that you would put through an ear. Oh, yeah. Well, I would have taken it and just attached it to the necklace that the other earring was on. Okay. So you do put it on the other one. Okay, cool. 
you go up the stairs made of like those winding branches and as you get to the top you are immediately met with a lot of wind in every which way uh and as you look down you see a blanket of clouds uh it's hard to see like the actual continent and you hear a a voice in your head which you could presume to be the sacred tree and that says hmm this is a bit different Never had a wolf do this before? Er, half-wolf? If you're sure this is what you want, tell me, what knowledge is it that you seek? I'm not a wolf, but I'm not an owl either. I, I want to find... I want to know where I belong. I want to know where I should be in this world. Well, jump forward and you shall find it. <sighs> he takes a dig- deep breath. And then he jumps. Okay. So, going back to Professor, uh, in general, this is kind of like the first chance that young owls actually have to, like, spread their wings and do, like, actual flying. Like, you might have, you know, glided around a bit, but this is, like, full-on flying. So, it's like, it feels like you're using a muscle that you haven't really used before. So, you basically are just, like, free-falling straight down, and then you pull up, uh... Kiard, on the other hand, you're only half owl, so you're kind of shit at flying. Um, you kind of try to do the same thing, and it's a bit harder for you. When you kind of start to balance out a little bit, uh, by the way, Kiard, you'll be kind of, you're, you can see Professor from where you are. You're not that far behind him. Um, but as you level out, you start to have this weird kind of vision uh, it's kind of like this weird purplish color almost where you can kind of see the air currents moving around. Um, and both of you can do this, by the way. These purple currents move around and you notice one that's not purple. It's kind of this weird, vibrant lime green. And there's only one of it and it's leading you in a very specific direction. What does my weather forecast tell me? Uh, your weather forecast tells you that it's... It's basically exactly what you see, that it's very cloudy. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, windy today. Uh, it's it's today the the day of the ritual is always known for being very windy. So it's basically what you would expect. So yeah, again, there are these purple ones that you notice going in every, every which way. Uh, that's kind of just you reading the air currents. It would like help you if you wanted to fly. And then there is just one lime green one stemming from the sacred tree. I'm going to use my superior owl brain to assume that the one different air current is the one I should be flying on. and I will fly on that current. This is why the owls are such geniuses, because they always get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see much the same thing, uh, Kiard. Um your gliding abilities are not super duper great. You're very clumsy when it comes to like pulling up from the free fall. Um, but you essentially see a lot of the same. Uh, oddly enough, the, the green, the green current seems to be following in the direction that, that, uh, that Professor Hootsworth is also traveling. I would follow Professor Hootsworth. So I'm going to do my, my damn best to, to follow him. The advice that you were given was, was good advice, seemingly. Do I have any trouble gliding? Yeah, you're shit at it. You're not good at gliding at all. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, something that I will note that I didn't mention. Um, 
Kiard, there's a you notice something about the way that your necklace is behaving. It seems to be kind of just flowing unnaturally and uh kind of waving a little bit. So I notice that these feathers are doing something odd. They're doing something odd. Hey. Hey, where are we going? I'm using my superior owl brain to follow this current, which is a different color. You probably wouldn't understand because you only have half an owl brain. But where are we going? Where Where is this place that we're going to? Do, do you know where we're going? Of course I do, but you probably wouldn't understand. Where Where is it? Just If you know where it is, just tell me. We're going to where this green current of air leads. It, where is that? You're just following strange currents? You don't know where we're going? Of course I do. We're going to where this current of air leads. You're not answering my question. I'm going to use Conway's trivia to learn a random fact, and uh, I failed my luck check miserably, so it's not useful for the situation we're in. What random fact do I learn, Jared? Oh, you learn that there are a lot of dyes that are that are uh, manufactured in the Sheffield fields that are used for a lot of different things that come from flowers. Did you know, Kayard, that there are a lot of useful dyes in the Sheffield region made from flowers? Where the hell are we going, Hootsworth? I don't care. I don't care about the dyes. I, I, where are we going? So, uh, for you, Kayard, um you can't see like shit dude yeah no i know <laughs> i don't know where the fuck we're going you can't like literally you're just following a current the whole the whole point of the uh of the the ritual is that you ask a question at the top of the sacred tree and then the the sacred tree guides you towards finding the answer that you're looking for on to part two so welcome devin uh devin's also going to be joining for this session uh devin's playing a character named hannibal uh, Devin, do you want to describe Hannibal? He is an elephant man, half man, half elephant. Um, <laughs> he is extremely tall. He's seven foot eight. Um, he's got like leathery gray skin, as you would expect an elephant to have. Um, and he carries a really big hammer. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'll just kind of just describe kind of just where Hannibal starts and kind of how he ended up there. Very recently, Hannibal came across a mausoleum leading him to a bit of information about an an item that he's seeking called Pyrrhus's Lost Trunk, because there's something inside of it that he's interested in. Uh, you actually have just left Brain Branch. Uh, you thought that you might be able to find some information in the great library that exists there, but you found that the great library was clearly not designed for people your size. And after knocking over a third, what the hell is it called? The thing that you put the books on? Bookshelf. Yes. After knocking over a third bookshelf, um, bookcase, <laughs> whatever, uh, they decided that you don't belong where <laughs> you keep destroying. You don't belong in the great library. So they, they kind of tell you to leave and you have no real reason to be there. Uh, so you instead decide to move on to the Adventurers Guild located in Bjornfjord because they've existed as treasure hunters for a long period of time. And you think that you might be able to find some information there. So from Brain Branch, there are winding vines that go down the trunk of the tree, um, and you walk down these 
to get to the bottom so that you can move on to Bjornfjord. And when you get there, you happen upon a mole, uh, a mole named Mort. Uh, and he is a spice merchant transporting goods to the Adventurer's Guild. Uh, he offers you 15 schmeckles uh, to keep him safe along the way. And you agreed to do it because you were planning on heading there anywhere. Wow, how serendipitous. Um, yeah, so convenient. Imagine that. <laughs> so as you guys... Some walking around money. Yeah, some walking around money. 15 schmeckles, man. You can add that to the 100 that you have right now. So essentially what you're doing, Devin, uh, Hannibal is traveling with Mort the Mole. Um, and he is in a cart that is being pulled by a wingless dragon. Uh, you're accompanied by two other... Uh, so a lizard. No, it's like a dragon that doesn't have wings. So lizards in this game are a race, <laughs> so it's different. My thought was oh, that it would be okay. fucked to have horses when you have deer and other shit. And it, like my other idea was to have it be a human human face on a horse, but that was scary. So I decided <laughs> that like dragons would be beasts of burden in this world. So yeah, so it's a wingless dragon. Um, and you're accompanied by two other mercenaries, uh, you know, to be uh, Schneebly and Tiberius. Uh, Schneebly is a... I hate Schneebly. <laughs> <laughs> well, his last name is Brittlebones, so he might get to do some stuff. He has a stupid hat on and it, it irritates yes, me. Yes, he does have an oversized hat. Okay, so Schneebly Brittlebones is a, a lanky deer with an oversized hat. Uh, you know him to be Tiberius's orphan brother. Uh, he's wearing snazzy yellow robes. Yellow is a coward's colors. Tiberius Strongpaw, on the other hand, is a large bear. He's a rugged a rugged bear wearing chain, armor, and he's wielding a two-handed axe. The two of these... I like this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys both have two-handed weapons. The two of them keep bickering, however, and it's somewhat annoying. Um, you guys travel along uh, a trail for a bit... Yes. Uh, do do you say anything to them? No. Um, they're they're in deep in bickering conversation. They are. And I don't want to interrupt. They are arguing. Uh, Schneebly, you idiot! Walk faster. You're ho holding us up. We'll never get paid at this rate. And then you know they they basically just are are bickering bickering with one another in such a manner. Um, suddenly, out of the corner of your eye, you see. Two cre two figures falling from the sky, and let's do the first roll of the of the session. Uh, Kiard and Professor, let's get some rolls here. Uh, agility rolls. Oh, blackjack, six out of six. Nice, because that could have been really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. That's it. That is a massive fail on my part. Eleven out of three. So your aptitude for this is very different, so the threshold is a bit different. Uh, Professor, you are going to fly down and land and twist your ankle because you failed. On the other hand, Kiard, you are basically like plummeting downward because you're flying as shit and your wings are very tired. Well, I don't, I don't have wings. I just, I, I'm just, I'm, I have hollow bones. Like I'm very light. Like okay, uh, Kiard yeah, you're is... just plummeting downward. Um, and it's, it's not great, but you're, wait, 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 you, can I, can I go back to the, yes? the, the whole, sure. the whole glide situation though? Uh, he, he is light for his size. So he does like, he does have feathers on his arms that kind of web out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of, yeah. So gliding is difficult and requires a lot of flapping. 
Yeah. Uh, so something that I glossed over deliberately earlier happens. So the uh, the two wings that you wear around your necklace just kind of thrust, and you are immediately slowed down a lot. You land on your feet about five five feet from the from the. It's not a caravan. The fuck is the word cart? Five feet from the cart, knocking over a bag. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> you knock over one bag, and its contents spill on the ground. Knock over a bag that's on the cart? Yes, yeah, so the cart is is hauling bags of spices. You don't know what's in it, but you knocked one of them over. So I kind of clipped it on my way behind the cart. Like uh, The thrust that came off of the, the feathers around your neck was so strong that it, it knocked over a bag. And clearly it wasn't tied very... T- <laughs> Good right. thing I blackjacked that agility roll because <laughs> that yeah. would have been so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I actually had like five things written for things that could happen here. Uh, <laughs> and that that was one. Thieves, what are you doing? Those are my spices. Schneebly, Tiberius, Hannibal, get them. Wait, I'm not I'm no thief. I I didn't steal your spices. My cousin is not a thief. He is too stupid to steal. <laughs> Wait, I'm not stupid. You, you're not a full owl. That means you are not smart. I'm. <sighs> you're a half owl. That means you're only half stupid. We've been over this before. I, I am. <sighs> God damn it! Hey, we're not thieves. Tiberius, make yourself useful and apprehend them. You fucking idiot! Schneebly says from the sidelines. You don't need to steal because I have more money than all of you. <laughs> Little do they know, you all have exactly the same money. I have 115 shreds. <laughs> <laughs> you only have 100 right now. He pays you after <laughs> after arrival. Well, I'm counting my chickens before they hatch. I'm going to use Conway's trivia, and I failed my luck <laughs> check, so I don't learn anything useful. But you do still learn something, right? Yes, I do. You learn that the higher up the white wind peaks that you go, the colder it gets. Gentlemen, did you know that the higher you go up a mountain, the colder it gets? While he says that, Kiard is swinging this crescent-shaped blade that's attached to a chain, and it lights on fire. It doesn't seem to affect him at all. See, they're wielding their weapons. They must be thieves. Why else would they be? Look, they spilled my spices. Do you know how much money that's worth? I'm going to lose so much money because of these foolish, foolish thieves. Apprehend them. I've told you before we're not thieves. But if you attack me, I will not hesitate to strike you down. You attack the cart first. You have destroyed my merchandise. Are you go Are you going to pay for that? I hired people to protect me so that so that I would not have my my products ruined. What do you plan on doing about this? That's that's a hundred schmeckles right there. That's a special spice. I'm sending it to the kitchens of the Adventurers Guild. They matter. Those people will not think kindly to lost spices. I'm going to puff up my feathers. Puff up my feathers so that I look more intimidating. Ha, you think you think these people could protect you? I'm a member of the Badlands Brigade. If you have coin, I can protect you. So, uh, Mort the Mole looks at his party of people, two of which are about eight <laughs> feet tall, wearing, like, one has a massive... <laughs> two-handed hammer and the other one has a massive two-handed sword and then there's a very like elegantly dressed deer with like 
antlers and a, and a large oversized hat. And then he looks at the two of you guys and he's like, well, yes, I, I do think, I do think that they could protect my spices. Well, if, if you, if you insist on protecting, perhaps like we, you could uh, join the join the team, I guess, and protect my spices. It, I I suppose we could call it even. That is about a hundred schmeckles worth of product that's been destroyed, and it is kind of your fault, don't you agree? No, you you're gonna have to pay me. I agree. It is a hundred percent my cousin's fault. Hey, Hootsworth, you're not helping here. I'm not trying to help. Hootsworth. So we all agree that you are at fault. What's your name, Elephant Man? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Let's go. And there he starts swinging the blade again. I hobble over to the spices and touch the bag. Uh, so you actually notice there are several bags in there. Um, one of them actually looks really particularly interesting to you. Uh, it says Bombly's Baked Goods. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, you do. But anyway, you, you touch the spices to pump yourself up. No, no, I use psychometry to see if they can be used for cooking. Oh, that's what they're for. Do you, do you need to make a roll for that? Specifically, I want to know what these spice like, get a vision of something that's happened to this bag of spices in the past. Five out of six sense check. Bruh, how it's made just plays in your mind right here. Uh, you know, a funny thing about DMing is that you have to explain stuff that you don't understand. In the last group, I had to explain sailing, having never sailed before. And I was like, you pull on a rope. And they were like, well, that is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, essentially, you see uh, a bunch of seeds being ground. And I don't understand how things work. But essentially, you find saffron and salts and other 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 spices that are useful in in many a recipe and then you also see bombly's baked goods which of course you, you know who bombly is bombly is the greatest chef in the world obnoxious spice merchant i will join you on your quest is Mark getting <laughs> upset that he's reaching for the spices is he he's like looking at him right i thought he said he touched them i like gently poked it uh you have the world's Mort has the world's worst bodyguards because they're just letting him do it. Unless you do something, <laughs> Hannibal. Well, the thing like, is, is like, is I just squared off with Hannibal and told him to bring it on. So, well, they can still choose to ignore you. <laughs> Hannibal just told me to go fuck myself, so I'm I'm ready to no, attack he said, him. Fuck you. Yeah, it's different. I'm I'm okay. making eye contact with Hannibal, and I'm still swinging this like fiery uh this fiery blade at the end of a chain. I'm looking at what's happening with the spice, if he's trying to take it or what's going on. I just poke the spice and then stand up and turn to the the mole person, like, obnoxious spice merchant, I will join you on your quest. Oh, you're, you're a fan of spice there, young man. Indeed. Yeah, I, I'm a, I am a humble spice merchant, and I just spread, spread the spices to the world. Uh, I used to be part of a crew, we were called the Spice Boys, but I don't care. All I care about is cooking Bombly. <laughs> oh, you know Bombly. Oh, yeah, it's great, great, uh, great young mole. Oh, it's unfortunate I haven't seen him in a while, but fortunately his operation's still running. Your friend seems to be swinging around a, this blade. It's kind of weird. I feel like it's perfectly reasonable that I would ask for him to, to do something to pay for the merchandise that's been destroyed. 
All right, Mole. Well, if you'd rather just give me schmeckles, it's a hundred schmeckles, that's fine. Or or you can, by perfectly reasonable suggestion, perhaps you can join me. We're headed to the Adventurer's Guild in Bjornfjord. Which way are you going? I don't really know where we're going. And he takes, he while he's swinging the, the chain, he kind of just like pulls the chain back and snaps it to his, his hand, like brings in the, the blade. He he puts the blade at his waist uh, with the um with the coil of chain and says, "I'll work for you, but not for free. The spices you've lost will pale in comparison to the amount of money that we will bring in by protecting your caravan. Also, by me being smarter than everyone here. This fucking guy, Jesus Christ! He like looks over, like just around. All right, Mort, do you want me to smash this fool or what? Well, I mean, you are my protector, but I should... Okay, here's the thing. If I'm going to give you money, it's going to be not that much. I'll give you five schmeckles. Will that will that do it for you? Five schmeckles. You've no. already destroyed about a hundred schmeckles worth of product with your completely un... And then you're being aggressive. Jesus Christ. Will I have to have my men attack you? How many miles are we traveling? What the fuck is a mile? Oh, yeah, what what the fuck is a distance in this in this world? I, I, no, I was mostly just saying, I don't know. I I haven't defined. I would say uh, I'm traveling about five days travel, something along those lines. I don't know how many miles that is. My base rate is fifty schmeckles a day, so you'll still owe me one fifty schmeckles. Well, that's absolutely not going to happen, young man. There's no way this piece of shit is worth that. I mean, we can al- I can always have my boys attack you here, and we can take all your schmeckles. That's a thing we can do. How about you just uh, do the thing that I suggested? I-, I even threw in five schmeckles to sweeten the goddamn pot. I'm sorry, but that's not going to work. My- I- again, I was a member of the Badlands Brigade. Are you aware of this group? Cousin, of course he isn't, because he is not smart. He clearly doesn't understand money. I'm not familiar with your with your brigade. I've never worked with the Badlands Brigade. I've hired many people to to protect my spices, and I've never had to pay those rates. Fifty schmeckles a day? What are you protecting, like the king of the fucking world? Jesus! Do you even know yes, most peasants make like a peasant make like a one schmeckle a year? I offered you five. Wait, wait, is that really the fucking rate here? Like, what the fuck is a schmeckle? Can you explain to me what a schmeckle is? (laughs) Uh, Five schmeckles is a good amount of money. Fifteen schmeckles would probably be, like, a reasonable amount of money to offer to someone as as a bodyguard. Well, I didn't Um, know this going in. Kiard would totally know. You have 100 schmeckles on you, which are the result of all the labor that you've done. Um, minus what you've had to put into it. Asking for 50 schmeckles would be like me saying, you know what, I'm going to do smart for you. Uh, I want you to pay me $10,000. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, right. though. Well, all right. Five schmeckles for you and your friend. Also, just realize I am taking a hit from this. This is There is destroyed merchandise, but we'll call it even. All right. You're very aggressive, young lad, but I feel like that's fair. All right, as long as you keep your elephant man off me. I'll take ten schmeckles, five for each of us. We'll be a huge help. If anyone attacks, we'll be able to keep you intact. Also, if you need to do any thinking, I can think enough for everybody, because I am an owl, therefore I am smarter than you. (laughs) Oh my god. Tell you what. (laughs) Not helping. I'll give you, I will give you ten schmeckles. I will give you ten schmeckles, but if we come across any items along the way, they are not for you. 
That sounds reasonable. Do you agree to this? Uh, do you agree to this, y- young owl? I didn't catch your name, by the way. You seem much more reasonable than this guy. My name is Professor Hootsworth. What are they feeding him? Pleasure to meet you, I guess. It is a pleasure to meet you, Spice, <laughs> Spice Mole. I don't know what they are feeding my cousin to make him so aggressive. I just assume that wolves are all violent barbarians. <laughs> I'm changing Mort's name to Mort Spice. I'm I'm a mercenary by trade. All of these are mercenaries by trade. You're a fucking weird one, but it's all right. We have made an agreement, and so it goes. And I will get this job done for you. You have nothing to worry about. You've already failed the job, because you spilled the spice, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I didn't know there was spice to f- spill. Get in front of the car. I'm keeping an eye on you. <laughs> so you're not even aware of your surroundings. Great. You're in front of the car. So you're on point. Uh, so Schneebly is kind of just shying away. Um, he's like in the background, clearly trying to avoid the conflict. Uh, whereas uh, Tiberius is basically just standing next to you and just kind of letting you talk because he's he's a man of few words. Sorry, he's a bear of few words. How do you respond to that slight, by the way, uh, Kiard? Which slight? Which slide? <laughs> That's a valid him, question. Him instructing you to go to the front of the cart. I'll take point gladly. That's where I'd normally be anyway. Scouting, okay. Perfect. Um, okay, so basically, there's a little bit, it was a bit shaky, but now the, the two of you are are enlisted to accompany them in transporting the spices to the kitchen of the Adventurer's Guild. So as, as Kiard moves to the front and tries to move about like a good, a good half mile in front of the caravan to scout out. Cause he knows how to do this thing. Like he, this is his fucking job. Like this is what he did previous to this. Uh, as he walks back, walks past, uh, Hootsworth. Yeah. Thanks for the help, man. I found a lead on how to find someone that I've been looking for, for a long time. Well, still, you didn't need to be so condescending. I was just speaking the truth. Don't worry, you are still smarter than everyone else here because you are half owl. That means you are half smart. <sighs> All right, Hootsworth. Try not to piss them off too much. You you hear in the background, Schneebly, you idiot! Tie your shoes, you'll trip and fall! <laughs> <laughs> See, you're smarter than that. <laughs> not yeah. by much. Well, try not, try not to get attacked by the rear. And then uh, Kiard moves forward very quickly and is out of sight soon. So just like, I just want to point out the kind of the humor in this a bit. Devin, what does your character do for work? He's a treasure hunter slash mercenary. How long have you been a mercenary for? (sighs) 20 years-ish. And you're getting fucking just talked to by by a wolf who probably is what, like 25? An owl wolf. No, he's like, yeah, he's like 24. Yeah, he's young. You're basically like getting, your character reminds me of like Mel Mel Gibson and like Lethal Weapon. So <laughs> he's just a wild card. <laughs> he's just saying a bunch of shit. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so that essentially is that part. So, so you guys have agreed, essentially, uh, to travel along. So you guys continue along the path that you're going for a while. About a a day passes or so. 
while you guys are walking, Schneebly notices that Professor is kind of limping. Um, and Schneebly approaches, Professor, it seems that you have a bit of a limp there. Yes. Uh, uh, perhaps I could help you. Uh, you, you seem to be in pain. Would you mind? He kind of like reaches to, to touch your, your ankle. What are you doing? I, I would like to help your ankle. You, you seem to be in pain. What do you mean by help? I would like to heal your ankle if I wasn't clear. What do your people mean by heal? I I do not trust non-bird doctors. Fair. I mean, your your mother... Your mother? Nope, your father is a doctor. <laughs> my mother is named Senator. doctor. My father is a doctor. Yes. Uh, this is so dumb. Well, I, I, I have a lot of experience in, in healing Tiberius. He's a, he's a bit of a, a ragamuffin. Um... Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I could I could fix that really quickly. It would probably only take about five seconds. You're not going to amputate it, are you? Because I know that non-owl doctors <laughs> tend to be savage and ill-informed when it comes to medicine. Well, do I look strong enough to amputate your your leg, son? Does he? No, he's like fucking, he's the lankiest <laughs> deer that you've ever seen. He's like, okay, so just let me describe him again. So he's wearing yellow robes. He's, you can tell how frail he is just by looking at him. He's got a large hat, uh, very large hat. Sorry, I forgot that was defined earlier. Very gaudy large hat. It's very gaudy. Um, he reaches out and his hand just kind of glows like the sun. Oh, 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 oh. I used Conway's trivia, and I actually passed my luck check, so I learned a fact that's useful for this situation. Perfect. Uh, so you know that different races have different elemental affinities, and you know that the sun affinity is known for its healing properties, and you know that deer are known for having sun elemental affinities. So he touches your your ankle, and with a bright light, uh, it's heals one wound which would be enough to heal your ankle um and then with his other hand he produces uh some plants uh it extends out from his hand and kind of leaves just wrap around your ankle in the form of a brace well there you go i hope you feel better now thank you gankly uh, dear person i appreciate it you're welcome i guess i can tolerate all the racism no big deal or anything <laughs> <laughs> As our caravan slowly moves onward, we're going to make our way back to the other group as they drift away blissfully along the sea. Our wayward companions, the Sea Boys. Join our group on the Unsinkable Five, and Captain Jillian calls you over. Um, hey, Finn, come here. What's up, Captain? So, tell me a bit more about about what brought you here. You said that the Ottawa, the Ottawa was was taken. Uh, yeah, it it was impounded for no reason whatsoever when I went when I returned to Rivers Rest to see my family. 
and despite my best efforts, I was unable to get it back. And now I'm <sighs> on a quest terrible. to drum up some means of getting it back somehow. Yes. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help, just tell me. Um, I don't really know how helpful I would be with well, this being on the boats plenty for now. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yes, I, I do very much appreciate having you here. I really wish that I could afford to employ a larger crew, but we don't make that much money on the unsinkable five. I think perhaps I may have named it a bit poorly. We don't get that much business. Uh, this A boat this size doesn't need many more people than you have currently anyways. If anything, you could stand to have fewer people. My friend, uh, my best friend Ray and I could probably handle this entire boat on our own. Ah, uh, shudder at the thought. She seems to be, like, very weird about the size of the crew <laughs> and wanting it to be bigger. But you, it seems like, have the read on it that, that you know, she's totally fine. She's overthinking it. Yeah, I would say so. So, uh, when was the last that you've heard from Daisy? I haven't heard from her in years. Uh, how long has it been? You said we lost track a while ago, right? Yeah, I mean, for you, you probably, like, very, like, don't even remember her that much. As someone who's just traveling around constantly, you know, she she was like, it, it's just a brief and happy happy memory. But you, yeah, at restless as you always have been, uh, you had to go on your way to see more of the world. But yeah, now you no. didn't keep in touch. I yeah, my my assumption was more. It was like very very limited. Yep, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know if I would say that it was like a one night type thing or one weekend, but it was not like a long term thing. That's why you don't really no. even remember it that well. I, I was saying that you left somewhat of a strong impression because Captain Jillian does remember you. Well, of course, I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to hug an otter? So indeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to respond with something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. It sure is. has. I almost thought that she would have gone away with you because she left shortly after. Shortly after you came through. Curious. That that does sound like something she could have done. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't think that she did. Well, sounds like it. I guess uh, I'll just have to hope that I run into her again one day. She was a really nice nice young lady. And kind of just you guys are now... Uh, the, the island is pretty much completely out of sight. Uh, you guys are... on the On the left is basically the coast of the continent. There's a large mountain far in front of you and to the west, uh, which you would know to be the White Wind Peaks, uh, the home of the wolves. Uh, and you guys just kind of are just smooth sailing. There's not really that much that you guys need to be doing right now. So if you guys have any things that your characters would like to do in downtime. Basically, um, when I go up onto the deck, I just kind of chill and I uh, am sitting at the front of the ship and I'm sitting kind of like, um, kind of along the, the rung of, or the railing of the ship. And I cast water threads and I start playing, uh, my oar like a, like a bass or like a lute and start strumming it. And I'm singing and I'm just kind of chilling with the, uh, the wind as we're sailing. As I look ahead. It's a good time to introduce this. Um, in the nine realms, each of the races have, certain elements that they have an affinity for uh the sharks in specific have an affinity for fire and water cecil is using an ability that he has specifically called water threads to summon a lute how much experience do you have playing playing this instrument 
Um, I basically, as soon as I got a good handle from the ore and started, uh, fine tuning my magical abilities, um, I started kind of messing with it and started playing around. So I'd say I'm fairly experienced with it. Um, so you're not playing smoke on the water. I'm not playing smoke on the water. (laughs) All right, cool. How about Um, Wonderwall? Um, maybe, (laughs) (laughs) um, Frederick Lowtide, the very young, inexperienced shark, uh, is very uh, paying very closely attention. Paying very close attention to to the song that you're playing. Tight. Are you singing like a tail, or is it just a? Uh, it's it's kind of like a, a hum thing. as the wind kind of hits me. It's more like okay. it's more like a, a feeling to go along with ride itself. If that makes sense. Cool. Um, roll a. Style? What, yeah, what it would be style or charisma. Take your pick. Roll a style or charisma. Uh, it's either way. It's a pass. It's a one out nice. of four or a one out of five. You said a very very pleasant tone. Everyone seems to be very happy that you were playing playing the. Is it a lute? Is that what you said? I keep saying lute. Essentially, essentially, I kind of uh. So the strings go down the flat head of the oar, and it, they curl up the neck of the oar. So it would be oh, either oar. like a lute or a bass. For a split second, I forgot that you're using like a fucking. I'm using oar magic like a to boat. do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Oh, it's like, not an actual lute. Not the other kind of oar. Yeah. Okay, so you're basically playing like a canoe tar. Yeah. Or an oratar. A guitar. Guitar? <laughs> guitar. You, you, you're circling the drain. You almost got something there. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep circling it and come back around to it later. Yeah, it's cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be playing for like a good while. So you're while. basically honing your craft as a, uh-huh. as a musician or croning your, honing your musician craft skills. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> passing the time. Gee, mister, where'd you learn how to do that? Frederick asks you. Oh, oh, um, practice really um just kind of messing about and letting the the music hit you at the right moment wow that's incredible (laughs) i knew how to do that i'm uh i'm just gonna watch you don't think it's weird um well when you put it that way it does sound a bit weird oh Uh, man this is why no one ever wants to teach me anything no no it's 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 quite all right like yeah that is kind of weird (laughs) <laughs> see this this guy gets it <laughs> that's funny how far away are you when you say that are you on, like, i'm gonna guess side? like the other end of the deck but <laughs> oh nice so you're like actually up on the mast or are you on like the raised deck near the captain uh probably a little bit of all of that at various points through the whole time just kind of like scooting about well, I mean, there's one idiot just tugging on a rope that's doing nothing. Who's going to sail it if I'm uh, not? The one it's idiot true. that's doing nothing is now is now uh, talking. Yeah, to he's talking the, to me, right? The the guitar guy, the yeah. guitar well, guy. I just mean generally, if that's what he was doing before, someone's got to make it so the boat's can true. sail. For the record, Georgina does seem very competent. She's very old, but she's like very begrudgingly doing it. Uh, like she seems like she's done this job for like a really long time, and she hates doing it, but she she's doesn't so know anything close else. To retirement, but yeah, she well, she's gonna die then. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I hope not. She's so close to retirement. Well, you jinxed her now. She, if if Jared doesn't kill her, we now have to. So thanks for that. <laughs> if Georgina right? follows us anywhere, it's fucking over for her. I'm just <laughs> yeah, telling you now. Um, as as you guys as you made your kind of like heckle there, 
uh, about him being weird. Um, Georgina did not find your joke funny and just kind of scoffed. <laughs> and then, like, returns to, returns to, you know, scrubbing the deck. That's what she's doing now. She's got a bucket, water, and she's scrubbing the deck. Here, um, watch me. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a bit. Basically, on the string, wherever you put your fins, um, it'll make a different type of sound. So after playing around for a while, you can start to get a feel from it. And I start. So you don't have hands. What? I have like have I have like shark hands, but I assume they're like fin hands. You know what I mean? I Not quite you, human just... hands, but like mostly human. Are hands. they short? Webbed. Or are they're they like webbed. long? They're webbed. There's okay. three fingers and a thumb. Okay, cool. I was gonna say a fin is basically just a floppy pick, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> well, yeah, like obviously I'm finger picking the water, you know. Oh, of course, water threads. Yeah, yeah uh, Elmer Goodbeans. Um, the the furnace clearly is going quite well. Um, so he he returns to the top deck. Uh, he's kind of done his part for now, uh, stretching out the old legs. Cool, cool song. Uh, thank you. I I appreciate it. Sounds good. Play more. Um, well, I was actually gonna go, um, speak with the captain. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll be Thanks. back in a bit. I might play <laughs> more then, if that's alright. Cool. That'd be cool. Great. Thanks, man. Yes, of, of course, Elmer, of course. He kind of just nods at you. Uh, Elmer Goodbeans gives you the nod of approval. Uh, he kind of has a bit of a dopey look to his face. It's got a dopey um, sound to his voice, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were sensing sarcasm from that, that wasn't sarcasm. He's just kind of... I was not. Bit... He sounded like a dope. Yeah, he did sound dope. Perfect. It so was... I nailed the voice. It was it was nailed. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, tight. So I, I head up. And the captain is Jillian, right? Uh, captain Jillian Thickfin. Yes. Also, props to you guys for not making any thick jokes. I mean... Like, I threw it she... in there just for that. You uh, you mentioned it. Is she? Is she thick? <laughs> like how thick are the fins? Her head's pretty thick. I mean, yeah, hammerhead. Good, makes hammerhead. Sense. Sure. Uh, it's hard to tell from beneath her blue captain's jacket, but Damn. like it's potential there. You just ask her to take the jacket off, I guess. <laughs> that would be a weird question to ask someone. <laughs> hey, so I have an important question for you. Could you could you remove your clothes, please? <laughs> it's for my aunt. <laughs> it's for my art. Titanic returns again. <laughs> You're flying, Jillian. You're flying. <laughs> Captain. Yeah, so she's just at the helm. Uh it seems to be a rather clear day. Um I have to ask, how how long do you think it will be until we arrive? Uh, should be a few days. It's relatively far, but from what I can tell the weather should be pretty clear. It's a pretty, uh, Wondrous. it was pretty, pretty good conditions, though. It should be pretty clear the whole way. Assuming we don't run into anything bad. Well, let's, let us hope that you haven't chased us there, Captain. Ah, the unsinkable five will, will persist. I don't want to have to make another unsinkable six. But, wait. There's already wait. been an unsinkable six? Does that mean that you've lost six others? Or does that mean that you lost one and you're now rebranding? Oh, I've never lost any ships. I just put it on there as a joke because I thought it was funny. Oh, oh, I see. I, I, I understand now. I see. Ha! <laughs> Do people often get it faster than I did? Oh, the joke? 
The joke, yes, yes. I, I'm just curious. It didn't seem that obvious to me. Well, it's usually kind of unspoken. It's something you kind of chuckle at and then don't make mention of. So I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh, so I'm... All right, I'll... That's fine. I'll, I'll stop now. I'll stop bothering you now, Oh, you're Captain. not bothering me at all. I was actually growing quite bored. Well, what do you, what do you all do for fun around here when you're on the open seas? Well, we like to sing! No. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> this was my musical chance! <laughs> oh, man, that would be so... I, I don't think I could keep that up. Just that they all break out into song randomly. <laughs> just, I'll make... I'll start it. I'll, it'll fucking no, happen. No, no, no. That sounds terrible. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not do that. Well, normally there's more work to be done, but with as good uh, weather as we currently have, there's not that much to do. Plus, uh... Finn over there seems to be doing basically everything. Yes, I, I, I've noticed just kinda... that he's by far the most efficient worker that you have. Yeah, uh, well, to be fair, he he was the captain of his own ship for several years, so... Ah, so he a gets A bit it. more experience. Yes. Um, may I ask what exactly is, um... The deal with Frederick, you ask? Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't want to mention this, because I was hoping that he would be good, but... He's he's my nephew. I gave him the job, uh, hoping that he would learn something. But most people find him annoying. Um, really, he's a, an, an odd. <laughs> he he's a bit of an yeah. He's a bit odd, you could say. Um, good kid, but um, Fre- hold on, hold on. Okay, Frederick doesn't hear that you guys are talking about him. Keep going. Tight, <laughs> <laughs> tight. The whispering worked. <laughs> yeah, um, nailed it. I definitely think that um. With some proper direction, he might turn out to be a good lad, but he... Well, please, please, teach him anything. Oh, my God. Currently, he really has no skills. I already did, and I'm I'm good forever. <laughs> like I said, most people just find him annoying. I, li- I set up a rope there going to nothing, and he's been pulling on it for the last hour. <laughs> and he still hasn't even noticed. <laughs> oh, thank God, that wasn't actually doing anything. My word. <laughs> well, you've got to learn somehow. Though, to be honest, it probably would be nice to take Georgina off of that, as she has bad knees. She's uh, Georgina, by the way, is still scrubbing the deck. Mm-hmm. Very, very unhappy about it. A little short, old, light brown shark lady. Oh, um, I could, I could do that. Her, that's not too much trouble. Her back is about to yeah, give out. If you'd like all. to, I'm sure she'd love that. Oh, sure. Uh, I go over to Georgina. Uh, Georgina, here. Let me scrub the deck. Go, uh, go take a go take a rest. Well, you want to scrub the deck? This is my deck. I'm gonna clean it right. I mean, I'll I'll clean it right. Oh, you're gonna clean the deck, are you? Oh, okay. I mean, I'm only. I have to come back here and clean this deck hey. again. I'm gonna come right at you. You know what? If, if you're going to be a grump about this, then I won't scrub the deck for you. Oh, well, thanks, thanks then. I appreciate you coming in and saying you're going to help and then walking away. Great. <sighs> and she goes back to do her job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for trying to be a nice guy. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, she's uh, a grumpy I start, old lady. I start walking away and then I go, you missed a spot. Fuck. <laughs> she looks back and she notices that she actually did miss a spot and that you did notice it. So she says, fuck. <laughs> And then she goes back to clean it. Uh, you guys are getting much closer to uh, the White Wind Peaks. Uh, it's on your west. It's really tall. 
It looks pretty tall, but you're closer. It's really fucking tall. And, uh, it's, it, the <laughs> air is colder in this area. There's a bit of a wind, a crosswind, I believe is probably what it's called. So finally, the, sure. the, uh, the crew has a bit of work to do. Um, and yeah, uh, as we're passing you... the peaks, I kind of I kind of walk up past uh, past Finn, and I go, "Why do those wolves live on such a cold, sharp peak? I will never understand." I, some people, some people like cold, man. I don't know. I've 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 been up here a couple times before. They seem to, for whatever reason, they seem to really like it. It's just maybe they're just those those crazy, stupid, idiot people that go live up in cold places and then complain that it's cold. Right. I mean, why would anyone anyone subject themselves to something they hate that much? Willingly. Danger. That doesn't yes. make any sense. Roll a, roll an intelligence. Okay. No, that's an 11 out of 2. Okay. Uh, with an 11 out of 2, you're, the best guess that you can come up with is that they have fur, and maybe that helps. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Fur warm. That does make sense, brain. Good work. Yeah. <laughs> was was my saying that they like the cold not enough? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, like, obviously I started thinking about it more from there, I guess, because my brain's dumb. <laughs> I would say it's likely that Finn probably would have been to this place less than other ones because of the conditions, but um, from your experience... We're really good at knitting, though. I'm not afraid. You of are cold. very good at knitting. Speaking of which, you could be knitting right now <laughs> if you weren't so busy on the doing well, everything. I would imagine we're getting crew. close to the point where the ship's mostly just gonna fly it or sail itself. For sure, and you I guys can, are about halfway there. If there if there's a lull, then I can just put on some like thick brim glasses, pull a rocking chair up onto the deck, and start knitting. But yeah, from your memory of the White Wind Peaks, the higher that you get, the colder it is. So really, until a certain point, it's really not that bad. But like the actual city. Uh, is is at the top, like at the very like at all the way up. Yeah, trade there is a bitch. Okay. It's a real bitch to do trade there. You got to go all the way up a fucking mountain. Granted, the other way is not so bad, but you guys, uh, it's essentially just more smooth sailing. Uh, I would say just because it's getting dark out, you guys have little lanterns that are hung, but vision's not great. Essentially, time passes. Uh, a couple days go by. Uh, do you guys have anything that you wanted to do? Seems like uh, Cecil was kind of just practicing asking yeah, general questions. I would probably like help around the ship where I could, except Ooh. specifically not helping Georgina. Uh, all set there forever. Anyway, I would spend the couple of days on the ship, kind of like helping out around the ship and playing my music and uh, you know, like performing songs and entertaining the crew as we travel. I would say from doing this, you're at you have now have some aptitude at being a a deckhand and understanding of being Tight. a guy who helps ships work. I can I can <laughs> I can be a helpful boy. Well that's amazing. Wow. Uh did you say that you wanted to knit something? Yeah, once the ship gets like to the point where it's mostly just like station keeping, I'd probably start knitting out on the deck. Op be open for conversations at that point instead of running around like don't fucking talk to me i have to make the ship work yeah there's uh conveniently there's one rocking chair on the ship it's just sitting on the side perfect for knitting and yeah it's basically just smooth sailing and if you guys have any other things that you want to do just tell me otherwise i'll just tell you what happens when you get there 
Um, I'd pretty much just kind of make like small talk and get to know the crew a little bit. Uh, yeah. talk to everybody sparingly. Um, try to mm-hmm. avoid Frederick and Good Beans and Georgina as much as possible, and talk to the other peeps. So you're ignoring your which ones are you staying away from? Um, Frederick, Good Beans, and uh, Georgina are the people I don't. Oh, so like literally like. everyone except for the captain and the first mate. And <laughs> yeah. there's probably some weirdness between you and Elmer because he's from a he's from one of the other islands. And the islands in the uh, Dreadwood Isles, uh-huh. people from different areas tend to butt heads a bit. Yeah, there's there's definitely some some clashing between the clans, although that my family's typically the peacekeeping family. But, yeah, right know. now, um, so just kind of little backstory here. Uh, in the Dreadwood Isles, they have one lord essentially called the Great Shark, and it's decided every twenty five years who would be the great shark by a trial and currently cecil finnegan's father Arak finnegan is the current great shark yes uh how yep. long has he been the great shark at this point uh i'm gonna say about 23 years oh tight that's uh that clock is a uh, ticking eh <laughs> you got two years to get yourself into shape so um i'll just kind of describe what's going on here um it's still re- relatively clear out the weather has been good to you on your trip um, as you guys uh, make your way, you eventually see what looks like a bear's head, um, but it's the side of a mountain, essentially. Uh, you got the the big mouth with the teethies and some uh. ears. And then on top of that, you can see, well, as you approach further, you can see that there are buildings on top of it, uh, structures. Um, you guys okay. essentially drive directly into the mouth of the bear. Oh, oh, this is way lower. I thought you were saying that's like the peak of a mountain. Okay. Uh, the bear head is fucking big. It's really big. The thing is the bottom of it, though, um, the bottom, the entry point is, is a mouth, the mouth of the bear. You're okay. going inside okay. of the head of the bear. It's said that the bear head is actually where, uh, the original celestial bear, uh, is that like that that's actually the bear's body. Oh, tight. So you guys are going into the mouth. Um, and as you guys go in, uh, there is a large, essentially wall looking thing that drops behind you guys. Um, you see waterfalls on the sides of you just go, uh, water comes down the walls, filling up essentially the chasm that you guys are in and your boat slowly floats to the top. Um, it takes a while, but eventually you get to, uh, the docking portion, which is at the very, very top of the mountain, and your boat is there. You have made it to Bjornfjord. Tight. Oh, yeah. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> well, it seems that we're here. So, Cecil, Finn, both of you seem to be uh, headed to the Adventurer's Guild, huh? Oh! Oh, Finn, you're, you're also headed to the Adventurer's Guild? Yeah, I sure am. I do not know how this didn't come up over the past few days. <laughs> completely, completely blanked my mind, my friend. Well, I mean, I knew where I was going before we left, so I didn't have a need to bring it I up. I just got so excited at the at the prospect of open ocean that I, I seem to have forgotten <laughs> what was happening. Well, would you um want to head to the Adventurers Guild together? Yeah, by all means. Ah, great. Well, um, Captain Jillian, this has been a wonderful few days. Um, when do you think I'll see you again? 
Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess if you ever need to employ the unsinkable five, I'd be happy to take you wherever you need to go. Right, I I do hope that that day comes again. Well, I'll be returning back to the uh, Dreadwood Isles, <laughs> so perhaps I'll see you I'm gonna make soon. a charisma check on that one to to hold in the the delightful lie there. What did you What did you say? When when I was like, well, I do hope that day comes again. Uh, I was very blatantly lying. <laughs> And oh, trying yeah? to pass it off charismatically, which is a two out of four. Nice. Hey, you did it, though. I did it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, at the same time, Jillian got paid to do this, so... It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it probably doesn't matter that much to her. Um, Georgina getting paid all too little. She's never going to be able to retire. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the two of you guys... to leave that caravan. Right. Uh, so now the two of you guys are at the very top of the essentially mountain-looking bearhead thing. Uh, Fuck yeah, we are. Most of the houses here are not super-duper big. Uh, just wood wood houses. Nothing too impressive. Stone foundations. Um, but there's, like, essentially two buildings that are significantly bigger. Um, Finn, you have been here before, so I'm going to say yeah, oh that God, you definitely yeah. know that one of those is a tavern. Uh, priorities, <laughs> right? And then, um, yeah, there's also a couple inns that are slightly larger, but, uh, the other, the other very large one that you guys happen to be very close to is the Adventurer's Guild, essentially is at the top of the thing. And do you want to head there now or do you guys want to do something else? What do you say Um, we grab a drink before we head to the guild? Um, well, I don't know if they'll, uh, serve me. I'm still (laughs) 17. That's right. Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, they know me. They'll serve me. I want a drink. Well, sure, uh, absolutely, by by all means. I'm sure I could always grab a water. No, no, you you misunderstand. I'm going to order both of us a drink. Oh, I did misunderstand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you follow you follow Finn's directions to the Are you going to a tavern? Yeah. Okay. This is where it gets fun. So to up to this point, I've already had everything named, but I love naming taverns on the spot. So what we need is an adjective and a noun. Scuzzy. I'm going to pick scuzzy for the adjective. Scuzzy. I love it. Buckle. Scuzzy buckle. Scuzzy buckle. Okay. Uh, So you guys make your way to the scuzzy buckle. Uh, It's a fairly large establishment. Um, There's a lot of hustle and bustle from inside. Uh, You guys... There's some scuzzle, hustle, and bustle. Um, you guys happen to be getting there later in the day. People are getting off from what they have to be doing. And, of course, they're going to socialize at the tavern and have a few drinks. Um, as you walk in, you immediately notice, fuck, these bears are huge. Um, especially, especially Finn, probably forgetting each time how much bigger that they stand. How tall is Finn? Like three feet tall, something like that. Uh, at at most, definitely not so much he's, more than that. I defined it as small. Um, yeah, Cecil I'll, on the like other for, hand, like class sizing. You mean exactly? Just for like the in, yeah, definitely kind of small. General idea, definitely small. Uh, Cecil on the other hand, he said he was five six. Yeah, That's I'm five, roughly seven. medium. Yeah. Five seven. Sorry, <laughs> got to get that extra inch. I mean, um, it matters. <laughs> uh, these bears, on the other hand, are large. Uh, many of them are like nine feet tall. So they're really fucking big. Um, even the way that the tavern is set up, like the the 
counter quite high. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a bunch of people around. You kind of make your way through like, like hobbits. Anyway, it's a little bit like that, except for you're even smaller. And I have to assume at least a couple people in here know who I am. If you introduce yourself. Well, by name, I mean, like they would recognize it. Possibly. You don't know. It's very likely. You have been here a few times before. Yeah. Though you're usually doing work. You know what? Uh, evens or odds? Evens. You have been to this exact establishment before, the Scuzzy Buckle. It's a place that you <laughs> tend to frequent every time you come through Bjornfjord because you okay. specifically like the way that their ale tastes and the fact that their mugs are so large that you basically have to order only one. Yeah, the ale's a bit <laughs> scuzzy when it goes down. Perfect. So you guys get to the Scuzzy Buckle and walk in the Hell doors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's several people here. Uh, there's one bartender behind the, behind the bar. It's a, uh, it's a brown bear wearing a, wearing a bow tie and suspenders. Um, he's got glasses. Uh, he's got wire, wire glasses. Do you know him? Uh, of course you know this bartender. He's been working there for a while. Um, his okay. name is. Oh, God. Barry. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Barry the bartender. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Barry or Barry? B A R R Y. Barry. Okay. So oh shit, there's bear in that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you guys walk up. <clears throat> oh, is that is that Finn? Uh so do I have to like climb up anyone to get to the bar? Uh there's a there's a stool. Uh you do have to climb up it though. It's okay. got those supporting legs though, so you can hop up. You probably can just stand on it. That's that's more or less what I was gonna do. So perfect. Yeah, sure is. Hey Barry, what's going on? I'm I'm back. Long time. It's been yeah. a while. I haven't been here in a bit. Ah, oh, yeah, I remember the last time that you were here. You were with that real pretty girl. Oh God, what was her name? Ah, uh, you're gonna have to tell me. There's been a lot of them, Barry, between you and oh, me. Oh yeah, of course. Oh no, I know this though. Her name, Greta. Greta Van Fleet. I mean, yes. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Well, that's a mistake. Yeah, what brings her back through these parts? I gotta hit up the Adventurers Guild this time for something about, for me and Ray. I assume, well, he knows who Ray is too then, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ray, that troublemaker. <laughs> Every time you came through here, always a fight. Each time. He's he's rambunctious, what can I tell you? Guy's always lost, too. <laughs> hey, we probably, we well, won like once I, when there were those other options. You always here. had to pull him away. Talk him out of it. At least from what I remember, but hey, who's the sober one? Uh, he, like, pours out me? two shots. Uh, he kind of looks over at Finn, uh, and he grabs another one and does a third shot, <laughs> and he puts them in front of each of you. Um, Including himself, I assume? Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, if you were curious about the drinking age, um, there really isn't a drinking age in Bjornfjord. They're very pro-alcohol. Barry, the bartender, clinks the clinks the shot glasses with you guys. Uh, and, and downs it. Has Cecil ever had alcohol before? Uh, no. No, I have not. <laughs> like, I assume, like, I've had maybe, like, a sip of, like, a, an ale or something at, at the most. Oh, yeah, of course. A sip, a sip of wine at the family reunions, huh? Exactly. Like, <laughs> so, some wine is definitely something that probably he would have drinking more, if anything. True, true. Uh, roll a, uh, vitality. Yeah, I got a two out of five. Cool. Uh, so you take the shot. It is not what you were expecting at all. Uh, it kicks really hard. 
uh, and it makes your stomach just tighten up really hard. But you manage to, you know, do it without looking. Actually, roll a style check. Um, is it berry strong? Uh, it's berry strong. Yeah, uh, it's a two out of five. Okay, so you manage to do this whole process while not looking uncool. Look pretty, look pretty dope. Yeah, for a, for a first shot, you 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 manage to look pretty cool. The coolest first timer ever. <laughs> Tight. Um. So what can I do you for? I just wanted to stop in for a drink before hitting the Adventurers Guild. Uh, it was a several day voyage. Ah, on the open sea, huh? Yeah, kind of just straight through. It's been a while for me. Sometimes I go out on the fishing boats, but I haven't haven't been on the open sea in a in a long time. You gotta get back out there next time Ray and I are through. You're coming with us. Ah, maybe if if this uh if the scuzzy buckle ever hired another bartender, it's just me back <laughs> here. Can't leave. The people need their drinks. <laughs> yes, you you can't not supply people with the drinks they need. Very clear. Yeah, exactly. Already drunk off one shot. <laughs> Speaking of drinks, uh, do you guys uh do would you guys like a like an ale? Yeah. So I, I would love one. That's what I was going to get. An ale, sir? I would love one. Cool, cool. Uh, he turns around and he comes back with two, like, uh, pint glasses, like the, the typical um, cliche-looking ones with the indents on the side and the handle. <laughs> and there's a... Actually, once... Let's... We got to do rolls. This is a dice game. Uh, the froth on this is, is not that impressive, but there is some froth. The head. Sorry. Any beer snobs out there? Is that what it's called? I believe so. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I feel like my knowledge of this is like when I want to know if a beer is good, so I look it up on that website in that spot, <laughs> and it's like I, I know as much about beers you know about sailing, so I don't know. Yeah, no. Basically, like beer snobs will go into very de- into a lot of detail on what it's like. Anyway, he comes back. Uh, it's uh fairly fairly light light ale. I don't think I've had this one before. Is this one of the new breweries that opened up in the past week. You know, normally I can't even keep up, but I, I yeah, I, th- I think this one's probably from a, a year, two years, maybe. How long has it been since you've been here? Oh, man, it's been a long time since I've been here. Yeah, Barry's been working at this bar for like 60 years. Speaking of which, now Barry is, yeah, Barry's very old. I don't know what you were picturing, but yeah, he's got the, he's got the suspenders. That, the glasses now make sense because he's older. <laughs> he also he also uh has like a mustache looking thing on his underneath his bare nose. The mug is like cold to the touch. It's common for bears to have a, an affinity for ice. Um he seems to be <laughs> bear he seems to have the perfect profession for his ability to <laughs> cool cool liquids. Boy that mug is frosty. Oh yeah, you like that? It's my little trick. I can make it frozen too. Is that oh you're you're doing that with your hands? Oh how fascinating. He puts his finger up to the mug and uh it just gets colder. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's basically all it does. Um I create a thread out of water as he's using his trick and I turn it into a straw and I drink out of the water straw. <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh how fascinating indeed. Huh. As I sip this ale with a straw. <laughs> That's how the best how the best way to drink to drink Pilsner Doughboys with a ice straw. Oh, you sound super um, weird now, Danger. By the way, I don't know if I noticed do I? it before. Huh? Sounds tinny. You sound normal. Normal not, to me. Not like lacking connection, 
not like that kind of tinny, but like it's recording from a different mic than it's supposed to be by accident. Like Weird that kind of sound. I moved it back it towards my mouth to more, and I was I was messing with the settings and connections. I don't know. It sounds fine now. Yeah, it might have just been the distance then. Probably. But yeah, um, so you guys uh, sit there and drink your your pilsners. Um, are yeah. there any other questions that you had for our lovely friend Barry the bartender? I mean, no. I was mostly just catching up and. I wanted alcohol. Both <laughs> of those are good. So, uh, do you know? Uh, do you know whatever happened to that Greta girl? Real pretty lass. No. Oh yeah. Did she? Uh, after you came through the last time, she kind of went off. I assumed you guys went together. Uh, I don't. I don't believe she went off with me. Oh, curious. Well, people leave all the time. Who knows? Maybe she joined the Adventurers Guild. Yeah, maybe I'll run into her again. Then, in that case, that'll be. That'll be fun. Sure, she'd be happy to see you. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that'd be awkward at all. Yeah, no, judging you... by Finn's voice, it sounds like he is not excited about that. <laughs> sounds like it'd be a really good time if we ran into this Greta <laughs> like, person. You know, I usually don't plan on coming back to these places. <laughs> um, <laughs> not quickly enough yep. where I'd have to worry about the same people again. Right. At least. Um, <laughs> Uh, he kind of just makes small makes a small talk with you guys. He's still got a job to do, and there are plenty of other other people. Fortunately, this yeah. guy Barry, the bartender, is really fucking good. He's like flipping up, flipping up mugs, washing them. He's got like a cloth in one hand. He's cleaning them out. It's it's quite the sight to behold. Uh, <laughs> not to mention that he just did a shot with you guys. So who knows how he's he's uh, maintaining this? Other than just years of experience, being an old old man, an old bear man. Named Barry. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to do here, or did you want to make your way over to the Adventurers Guild? Nah, I kind of, like, finished my I finished my last drink. Uh, it's a Perfect. four out of five vitality check. Sure. You're holding, you're holding it together. <laughs> um, you're not sloppy, but you definitely can feel like there's something weird. Oh, I'm tingly. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my nose is numb. I fucking, I'm almost there. Right? Shark noses. Weird weird things. Um, yeah, but you guys make your way from the bar, the Scuzzy Buckle. Uh, great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> Scuzzy Buckle uh, headed over to the Adventurers Guild. And that is what became of our first party. Soaked with liquor and soaked by the sea. But let's return to the other group as they walk Along a cart, along a road, along a stream, maybe by a lake. And now we return. To our adventuring assholes, our caravanning companions, our fair-weather fuckers. You're continuing, you're going, you're going, and then the next day, uh, you guys eventually come to a, a lake. Kind of a big one, actually. Um, and the path just continues on the left, so you, you continue going that way. Eventually, you come across a log cabin, and... Mort says, 
I got a friend here. It's, it's been a while. Uh, goes by the name of Arthur. We go way back. Let's stop in to say hi. Maybe we can get some, uh, get a meal or something. Are there any plants or animals nearby? Well, you have the dragon that is pulling the cart. Uh, there is. That's the only. Actually, roll a sense. Who? Uh, Dylan. That is a pass. Two out of six. Any sure. sort of plant uh, will do, even a blade of grass. There are blades of grass everywhere. Uh, there is a dragon <laughs> you didn't that need is to pulling roll a the cart. <laughs> uh, there is. There's an oak tree. Uh, along the way there are a lot of dead trees that the log cabin is built out of and um out of the corner of your eye you think that you might see a squirrel in the distance somewhere fuck squirrels i'm going to ask the closest oak tree to the cabin that's still alive what it thinks of the guy that lives there the guy that lives there huh hmm what do i think what do what do i think wait why are you talking to me hello wise tree I ask your opinion on the man that lives in that cabin. I trust you're smarter than these other people walking around with me. Well, of course. Smart. My name is um, Bartleby. Yes, Bartleby. Um, Well, he's he's okay. He's a bear. Sometimes uh, he's a fisher. And uh, he's okay, I suppose. He chopped down some of my friends, but it's okay. I guess. Thank you, Bartleby. I appreciate your counsel. Yes. Wait, what's your name? Well, bye. My name is Professor Hootsworth. Perch in my branches whenever you want. Thank you. Then I rejoin the group. I guess that's what trees sound like. Because Kjord was ahead of everybody, he would have scouted out this uh, this cabin ahead of time. Oh, yeah, you absolutely did. Uh, you came across the cabin. Uh, do you investigate it before they get there? Oh, absolutely. Ah, cool. So, essentially, um, the the doors are closed. Uh, you see a, a deck on the front, as well as a dock in the back of it. Uh, there is a canoe connected to it, and you see a couple fishing poles. Just your everyday log cabin doesn't seem to have any neighbors do i see anyone in it like i'm looking for like activity do you knock on the door no not at all i'm 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 viewing it from afar uh roll a sense how afar uh like not super far but far enough that i'd feel like i'm concealed it's so pretty open so you wouldn't one be out concealed. of one out of five well uh you have as a wolf you have a sense uh, a smell, a smell, sensibility. Yeah. Uh, so it smells like someone's there. As Hootsworth is talking to this tree, I go up to him and I say, "There's someone here. I'm not sure if they're trustworthy or not." Bartleby says that they're okay, guy. So I trust his opinion. Who's Bartleby? I gestured to the tree. Okay. So Keyard has never witnessed uh, Professor commune with plants before. Is what I'm drawing from this. So I'm assuming, I'm yeah. I, I think that's so probably the first time So you just say okay and kind of shrug, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys you guys eventually approach the house, unless you'd like to do anything else. Yeah, Bartleby says it's okay. I'm just going to go straight for it. So uh, Mort walks up and he knocks on the door. He goes, Hello. 
you hear a loud crash. Like the, it sounds like plates are falling or something to that effect. Uh, eventually the, the door opens up and you see what looks like a panda bear wearing a, a wide brimmed straw hat. Uh, Mort says, hello there, Arthur. It's been quite some time. How's the family? Hey, uh, things haven't been going that well. Sorry, let me grab the broom. I need to pick up after this plate. Who are your friends? I'm Kiard Moonfang. Do you have anyone else in this house? Well, I used to, but now it's just me. I had a family, but they left. Things have been looking real bad for me lately. Maybe they left because you sound so depressed and miserable to be around. (laughs) He didn't always sound like that, you know. Maybe he's just going through a rough patch. Let me help you clean that up. Um, uh, While trying to pick up the broom, Arthur knocks it over. It hits a vase, which falls over and also breaks. Uh, As you guys kind of move in, because you're beckoned inside of the house, you notice that there's just broken shit everywhere everything looks terrible it's fucked clearly clearly this guy is clumsy as fuck what's your name again my name's arthur 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 grenadine it's kind of just moving around a little bit slowly arthur are you sure nothing happened here well i don't know things changed for me a few months ago things were going well and then one day i've just had a never something happened and i've had a never ending streak of bad luck maybe it's what you get for murdering bartleby's friends bartleby i don't know bartleby how dare you not know your neighbor's name that is so incredibly rude i'm sorry if i offended you i don't know what you mean let me get you guys some drinks hold on so i'm a, i'm assuming at this point i would know elephant man's name right yes because hannibal. we yeah hannibal no you don't know my name oh did he not told it to you okay so yeah i i kind of wanted like because a day passed i kind of wanted to like see if we'd like flesh things out but i guess we haven't um hey elephant man yes what do you what do you think of this i don't i don't think this is right what what's not right about it it's an old ass depressed bear he's no threat something's not right here yeah, it's you. What do I do? I believe this guy. Uh, roll a sense. Uh, it's a nine out of five. You're not quite sure, but I mean, nothing he's doing seems to be. But his house is like super fucked. <laughs> his house is. It's like he keeps breaking everything unintentionally. Is what it looks like. There's a chair that's broken. Maybe he's cursed. As he as he walks up to you guys. Uh, with a with a bottle of wine, and he's holding a plate that has a bunch of glasses in it, and <laughs> he, he trips over, and they all fall on the ground. A bit of wine gets on the pant legs of Kiard. What in the nine realms, man? What what are you doing? What what is this? I don't know. I can't seem to do anything right these days. What's wrong with you? He's not an owl. <laughs> I mean, I know he's not an owl, Hootsworth. I'm I'm asking what's wrong with him. This is not... Are you okay? Do you need healing? Well, I'm depressed because my family left me. Where'd they go? Well, it's because of this damn luck. 
I just, everything I do, I seem to fail at. Ever since I went fishing a couple months ago, I was, I caught a fish, but then it got off the hook. Next thing you know, my shit, my canoe was capsized and all my equipment was lost. I don't know. I came home and then it's that night. Ever since then, I just keep breaking everything. Right in the middle of his cu- of his story, I just walk outside and head towards the lake. <laughs> okay. Hootsworth, where are you going? It sounds to me, and I am saying this with my superior owl brain, that the fish that he let get away might have something to do with this. After he finishes his story, I say, Is there any possibility that this fish cursed you? I don't know. I went back there after because I thought I might be able to get some of my equipment, but it was all gone. And he kind of just like walks you guys outside and he points to like a little island in the distance. It was right over there, but everything seems to be gone. I don't know. I fly over in that general direction and shout towards the lake. Fish of the lake. Fuck, how do you sound like a fish? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if... Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. You have to put your head underneath the water to talk to the fish. Okay, I land on the little island and stick my face in the water. Hey, hey, hey there. Fish of the lake. Yeah, I'm a fish of the lake. (laughs) Do you know why the giant rude bear man is having terrible luck lately? Hmm, giant rude um, bear. I I don't know. Uh, He did fall in the water a couple months ago. Fish have long memories, you see. I, I don't, I don't know though. He fell in. It's a stupid thing to do. He mentioned something about trying to catch one of you and then letting you go. Do you know if someone who lives here has a grudge against the bear man? Hmm. Yeah. Let, let, let me talk to my fish guys in my school. Uh, he kind of swims off and uh, comes back. And he says, I'm waiting for him to come back. I pick my face out of the water. <gasps> stick it back in. Uh, didn't catch any of my friends. None of them None of them said anything about that. Yeah, he catches us sometimes. And then they go away. I never see him again. But none of them got away that I know of. It sounds to me as though he is either lying or there is a mysterious fish that lives in your lake. That has a grudge against him. Mysterious fish. Huh. I can I can look around. Hold on, let me let me do a couple rolls here. <laughs> <laughs> while while he's doing this, I look over at the elephant and I say, You know, he he thinks he's really intelligent, but I, I don't understand what's going on here. Like I do, do you understand what's happening right now? He, and then and then he brings his head up for air. <laughs> I don't either. Your friend just got his head in the lake and there's a bear who's somehow cursed to break all his stuff and drove his family away. It's very sad. <laughs> What's your deal, man? You don't seem very invested. Invested in what? A spice cart? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a very mundane 
task we have. I, I don't know what there is to get excited about. <laughs> it's a spice cart. I'm just doing this for the goddamn schmeckles, buddy. I don't care. I was on my way to, to Bjornford anyways and uh, picking up some schmeckles along the way. So Why are you going to Bjornfjord? For the Adventurers Guild. Looking for adventure. What? You're just looking for adventure at the guild? There's yep. adventure everywhere. I mean, look at this right now. There's an owl shoving his head into the water. He- you and I have very different definitions of adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the the fish eventually comes back um, after some time. <laughs> Sorry. The image of you know, an owl sticking its head underwater and having to take breaths is really funny. Yes. Uh, hello, owl. Um... Yes, uh, it seems that there's there's something that lives underneath uh, in a, in a secret cavern uh, that that one of my friends saw. Maybe maybe that's what it could be. What do you know of this thing? Uh, I've never seen it before, but they they said it looked like a uh, like a little little otter. I see. I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't be more helpful. You've been a great help. Thank you, noble fish. Hootsworth, what are you doing? He yells across the lake. <laughs> it's funny every time. <laughs> I was asking the fish. I don't raise my voice, so I just say that at normal volume. You can see me speaking, but you can't hear me. Hootsworth, what are you doing? Wait a minute. Sorry, like- there's something I want to check really quickly. Don't you have an ability that's specifically for this, Professor? Oh, that's right. I visibly roll my eyes, and then I use my sending ability to carry my normal speaking voice across the water. So it sounds like I'm standing and being condescending directly to you when I'm quite far away. (laughs) So what Professor is using here is an elemental ability specific to his character called Whisper on the Wind that allows him to use it like a sending spell type thing. Cool. I was speaking to the fish of the lake. They told me that there is an otter that lives in a secret underground cavern. They think that might have something to do with the bear man's curse. Kiard looks at uh, the elephant man, who has not told him his name yet. <laughs> You're saying this isn't an adventure here? There's there's an underground an underground cave, and we need we need to do something about it. Uh, Hootsworth, what? What? Are, why, what, what where is the cave? Under the lake. Yeah, it's a, it's a lake. big lake. What, where is the cave? Hold on. <laughs> and I stick my face back into the lake. <laughs> Noble fish, could you tell me where to find this underwater cave? Yeah, uh, sure. Well, hold on uh, one second. Let me let me look. Uh, he, kind of just, <laughs> he, he swims away, uh, kind of just tail wagging. Um, you see him slowly move into the distance, and he kind of just goes around the island, and then he comes back after about uh, five minutes. <gasps> <laughs> um, he- uh, hello there, uh, owl. It seems to be on on the northern side. I fortunately, I'm I'm a fish who has a compass in my fin right here, and I know it to be the north side. Thank you, um, wise fish. You are more useful than all of my traveling companions. Uh, the the compass falls falls out of his hand or fin at that moment. 
Uh, unfortunately, he loses the ability to detect <laughs> directions. <laughs> but he, he he could do it for just that long. So where is it? It's on the northern side of the island. All right. Well, I guess we have to come over to you. So just to uh, go through this again, this island is not particularly big. Um, if you look to the north side, it's definitely something that's like underwater. You would have to go underwater to get to the entrance. Also, reminder, there is a canoe on the dock. Well, Kiara just jumps in and swims out to the la- to the island. That's also cool. Um, so Schneebly and Tiberius are sticking along with, uh, Mort Spice. Uh, it sounds like Hannibal is sticking around there as well. So. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, give me, I'm going to run to the bathroom, guys. Give me one second. So I get to the island. So, uh, Hootsworth, I guess it's just you and me. I guess so. It seems that the rest of our companions are not brave or smart enough to find an underwater cave. Hey, Hannibal. Oh, wait, I, I don't know your I don't know your name. <laughs> hey, Elephant Man, I'm yelling to you from the island. <laughs> can I hear him? Uh, roll a sense. Actually, no, you're an elephant. Yes, you can. Elephants have really, really good hearing. Hey, Elephant, you gonna come out or are you gonna be a little bitch? Like you were the time I challenged you. <laughs> I was hired to, to protect the spice, and that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not going on a fucking s- swimming trip. Hey, there. Uh... Mort de Mole here. Uh, if you want to help him, <laughs> I, I would appreciate that. I, I could get, throw I in an extra five schmeckles if, if, you, if you did that. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently money is how you get people to do things. Oh, thank you so much. I've been friends with Arthur for so many years. Uh, Arthur is, is a good man. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at right now. It's not the Arthur I know. Thank right, you. We'll, we'll get your buddy back in tip-top shape. You got a heart of gold. Also, keep an eye on that weird one. Uh, feel free to smack him with a hammer if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely want to keep Schneebly and uh, Schneebly and Tiberius. I got to keep you here to keep make sure we're safe. Um, so yeah, okay. how, how do you do? You swim there, or do you use the canoe, or? I use the canoe if it can support me. <laughs> yeah. so, in in this game, uh, elephants and bears are roughly the same size, so it's actually oh, okay. designed for someone about your size. So it's not awkward using the oars or anything. All right, I row over. As he rows over, Kiard uh, heckles him and says, uh, "Oh, what? You have to use it. You have to use a boat to get out here. What? You can't. You can't just swim. What? What's wrong with you?" Were you heckling him while swimming, Kiard? No, I, I'm already out there. Does it look like I can swim? It does look like you could swim. I mean, what, you can't swim? I'm going to Google if ke- elephants can swim. <laughs> I'm fairly certain they can. I think they can, too. Like all mammals. Probably. Not if they're wearing a suit of armor, though, probably. Elephants are very good untiring swimmers. But yeah, with your armor, that might make it hard. If they're wearing ar- yeah, that's a thing to consider. <laughs> So you guys get to the the island. Don't want um, my armor to rust. <laughs> you can polish it. Uh, so you guys get out there. Um, there's a couple bushes on the island, but it's it's fairly small. Like it's you know from one side to the other, it would take you like thirty seconds to walk. All right, Hootsworth, where's this? Uh, where's this cave? I go around to more or less the area that the fish indicated the cave was, and 
point, like, down into the water. It's underwater? Yes, that's what I said. Okay, I can't breathe underwater. I don't know if you knew that or not, but... I did know that because I am an owl, and I know more than you. I have the biggest brain here. I have a similar concern, Hootsworth. How are we going to breathe underwater? I have to assume that there is an air pocket in this underground, underwater cave. Why don't you go down and test it out? I'll I'll come with you. Uh, so what do you guys do? We dive in. I mean, I dive in as soon as Hootsworth dives in. I stand on the shore and continue <laughs> to look smug. Wait, Hootsworth, you're not coming with me? Birds don't swim. At least this uh, bird doesn't. That's inaccurate. There's many birds that swim. Owls do not swim. I'm an owl, and I swim fine. You're also half dog. Yeah, uh, I'm not going in alone. I I just twist my head all the way around to look at Hannibal. Why are you looking at me? All right, well, fuck that. I'm not going in with the with the goddamn elephant, and I and he just jumps in the water and and swims towards wherever Hootsworth is pointing. Okay, uh, so you're swimming downward, kind of just following uh, the nearly vertical wall. Uh, roll a sense. Oh, three out of five. So something that's very convenient for you is that you can see in the dark, which makes it kind of helpful, actually, in this situation, because you can see very clearly that about ten feet down, there seems to be a cavern entrance. Can I see whether there's air in there or not? Uh, not from where you are, but if you swim further down and then go inside, you probably could. I'm going to go back up to the surface and say to my other two companions, so there's a cave underneath this island, and it seems like there's air under there. Yes, I know. That's what the fish told me. All right. Well, I'll see you down there. And he dips back down and then goes into the cave. Okay. Um, Are you all just sitting on the island? Yep, I continue to not get my suit wet. Oh, come on! <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's... I mean, it's fine. It's, it's water. I get it. That's a, it's a pretty big deterrent. What about the elephant, though? Is the armor too much? Uh, I'm trying to decide <laughs> what to do. <laughs> I mean, you're like a... You're a treasure hunter, man. Right? You, these types of, like... Wait, unknown... I'm not, an underwater cave that we don't know if... I like, just how... told you there's air there. No, you said it seems like there's air in there. I said there's air in there. No, you said it seems like there's air in there. <laughs> well, I mean... It's quite a difference. You would know that, like, you would have the ability to try going down there, and if it's too far, you could just turn around and say, nope. Okay, I'll go. Okay. When he dives in, he sees Kiard at the cave face, like, waiting for him. Okay, so the elephant's armor is really heavy, so you sink like a stone. I'm just kidding. I feel like I should take it <laughs> off. I'm going to take my armor off. Wait, what kind of armor are you wearing? I can't remember what we decided on. It's leather legs, leather torso, and a plate oh. helm. I think, I would say that as strong as your character is, you would be fine with that if you wanted to wear it. Do you take your armor off or no? Yes. Okay, so you take your armor off? <laughs> I don't want it to rust. Are you leaving your weapon? Yeah, I'm taking my weapon. Okay. <laughs> can't can't go anywhere without that. By the way, have any of you named your weapons? Yeah, mine's called the uh the lunar tether. Mine's called okay. my giant owl brain. I love it. Mine mine's called hammer. 
hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not called the lunar tether. It's called the crescent tether. The crescent tether. Lovely. So, um, elephant man, uh, Hannibal, you're going to swim down. Yeah, it's not very far. He wasn't kidding. It's about 10 feet down, and you can pretty clearly see the entrance. Um, for you, the entrance is kind of small, but you, you think that you'd be able to fit through it without too many issues. Kiard, I assume you ran up ahead? If no one came down with me, I was just going to surface back up to the top. So you've been sitting down there for like 30 seconds waiting for him, and then he comes down. So uh, you're still fine. Yeah, I beckon him toward me. You guys swim in. Um, as you approach, uh, you can see where where the hollow pocket is that was predicted by genius owl uh, Professor Hootsworth. And you can actually see some light kind of just dancing. Do you guys, do you guys uh, poke your heads up or... I, uh, Kiard's gonna, as quietly as possible, like, surface, and then try to see what's going on in the, in the area, knowing that there might be something dangerous in there. Okay, so you poke your head up, and... I remain underwater, using my trunk as a snorkel. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. Okay, perfect. Kiard, you poke your head up, um, and you can see... This space is not particularly large. It's uh, fairly, it's like a big uh, dome, essentially. It's lit very well, and you see an otter person uh, looking at you, holding a crossbow and aiming it at you. Uh, This otter person is wearing all black, and there's one thing about them that you notice very clearly, is that there's a huge... um, fuck is it called a huge chelsea smile on one side of her face one side of their face what's a chelsea smile you know chelsea grin there's like a million terms for this thing it's like a sorry it's a chelsea grin or a cheshire smile or whatever the fuck you want to call it uh chelsea grin thanks well chelsea grin is where your mouth is cut yes it's basically like joker or heath ledger where they take a knife and they cut your cheek open and it leaves a scar that makes it look like you're smiling um, so one side of the face is just scarred as fuck. Pointing a crossbow at me, even though I was trying to be quiet. It's very, very well lit, and it's completely silent in here. They they seemed to to have sensed your arrival. Hey, wait, I, I, I don't mean you any harm. What do you want? I I wanted to talk. I heard I heard you might have caused some trouble for the uh the bear that lives here. The bear, huh? Well. That guy deserved it. Do, do you mind if I get out of the water and, and we we talk about this? Don't attack me. I, Don't attack me. That's fine. I'm switching the voice right now. Now it's this. Oh, okay. Don't attack I'm, me. You can sit here. I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold the crossbow. My, Don't my, shoot it unless you give me reason to. My elephant friend and I are going to get out of the water. Is that all right? Yeah. How do you indicate to Hannibal that you're getting up? Oh, I'm pulling his trunk up. <laughs> you're pulling I'm just his yanking. Trunk. I'm just yanking on the trunk next to me. I spray water in his face from my trunk. <laughs> ah! <laughs> uh, Devin, uh, roll me a d12. Four. Okay. The water that you blow does not land on the fire that is lighting the area. So it's still light in here. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so Kiard pulls on the, the trunk and then he gets out of the, the pool of water into the open area. Yeah, so as you guys walk in, it's uh, sand. Uh, on the on the ground below you, and then above you, it's it's rock. 
in the shape of a dome. There are certain craggy parts, but this person seems to just be in a room full of nothing. So, so what's your deal? I, I did you curse the bear person? I don't, I don't understand what's I going on here. I cursed the bear person. Why? You know what? That guy deserved it. He deserved it. I didn't curse him. I just Why? gave him something. Why? What did you look at my him? fucking face, man? And uh, she, she, as you guys approach, you realize it's a otter woman. She's got this gigantic uh, scar along her face. The bear did that. Yeah, I was just doing my own thing. You know, I I like to eat you know crawfish, other crustaceans, and stuff. And one day I was going out there and I grab one, I take a bite. Guess what happens? Yeah. And she kind of just makes like a hook notion. It went right into my face. It it did all this before I could cut it with my hand. What did you do to the bear? Well, uh, it's a long story. Well, I, first, of course, I, I stabbed the, the ship to sink it. Uh, I should probably change something. So I said that the dome was entirely empty, but I'll just say in one corner, there's a bunch of fishing equipment that's just sitting to the side in a pile. Yeah, so I stabbed it a bunch of times, and then the and then the canoe sank, and you know what? That guy deserved it. But bleeding out as I was, I wasn't too happy, so I followed him, and I, I left him something. And, and now he has bad luck. What, what, did what you... of it? He deserves it. Look at my face. What did you leave him? Something? Yeah, something. Uh, it's probably pretty clear that she's being slightly misleading. Uh, and Well, I can't say that I blame you. So... Is there any way we could, that the bear could make it up to you, offer some sort of reparations, and then you can lift the curse and everyone can get on with their lives, or or is that not possible? I mean, I wasn't going to leave it there forever, just until I can get out of here, you know? Oh, shit, I said too much. Why can't uh, you get yeah. out of here? <sighs> so the otter just kind of sighs and lead, leans her head back. Um, well... Do either of you know the name Carol Shellshear? No, I don't I don't no. know what Carol Shellshear. I don't really see what that has to do with this, but continue. That's good. That means I was good at my job at one point. Well, you see, I'm a I'm just a humble thief. Stealing things, you know, doing whatnot. Gra- grabbed a hundred schmeckles off someone in Bjornfjord, you know, and I managed to get this sweet onyx gem. I was making off real great with it till I tripped stubbed my toe and then it cracked managed to get away but ever since then had real bad luck managed to hide under here till i figured it out who's the gem so when this asshole ripped my face apart i put it on his stuff he can have bad luck too but i wasn't gonna leave it there i was gonna take it it's my prize there for for my heist so you want the bad luck item back why well, <laughs> well i know a trick I know a trick. Okay, so okay. Why am I going to tell you the trick? I'm not going to tell you the trick. I didn't. I don't want to know the trick. It's not always bad luck. It's only bad luck. What's the trick, Carol? I'm not going to tell you the trick. Make me tell you. Okay, so if we get you the cracked gem back, then everything's fine. Hey, Elephant Man, I'm not touching that gem. This sounds like trouble, Carol. I gave it to him intentionally. I, I'll take it back when I damn well please. Carol, give us one reason not to kill you. Wait, you gonna kill me? What am I? I'm just a humble thief. What have I ever done to you? You're a thief, I'm Carol. I'm just hiding out here. What's wrong with thieving? Thieving ain't easy. It's against the law. 
Yeah, that's what all the bears say. Why do you think I'm here? I've been hiding away. Soon I, don't, the, I have no idea why you're here. Your story made no sense to me at all. Carol, you have a bounty on your head, don't you? Yeah, maybe I, maybe I do. What of it? What I'm saying is give me one reason not to kill you, Carol. Give me one reason not to bring your head to Bjornfjord. Eh, shit. All right. You know what? I, I think you should roll an intimidation there. What? What is an intimidation? Let's roll a charisma check. Uh, we'll do an opposed one against her will. Does that make sense, Dylan? I got an eight. <laughs> uh, she got a six. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, you don't have to turn me into the police. Jeez, this guy. All right, am I right? All right, here's the thing. Just forget you ever saw me here. I'll get rid of the gem. He'll, his bad luck will go away, and then we'll be cool, right? That's good enough? No, Carol. What are you going to give us? We can get rid of the gem. We know what the problem is. You don't know where it is, though. I can figure it out, Carol. Give me one reason. I'm not talking about turning you into the police, Carol. I'm talking about bringing your head to the authorities. What are you going to give me? All right, fine. I've got a little bit of... <sighs> Fuck. Okay, when I... When I did the heist, I hid a bit of treasure. I'll give you a map to it, but you gotta forget that you ever saw me here, and I want the gem back. No, Carol. Give me something real. I don't need a map. All right, we we have places to go. Well, that's where all my treasure is, so I don't really have anything else to give you. What, you want my crossbow? You want this fire sitting over here? You want this fishing equipment? I assume you probably want schmeckles. I'll take the equipment, your crossbow, and the map. Well, this is a load of shit, but all right. Uh, I guess we'll have to go with this. You can have my you can have my crossbow that's not sized appropriate for you. It totally is because I'm four foot eight. The otter is smaller. Oh well, fuck it. Then I don't care. I'll take the crossbow. Cool. So basically, uh, she gives you all of those things, and she says, "I'm done. Headed out. I did my part." See you later. Carol. She starts. Carol, last bit. Where's the gem? Told you I was going to take the gem. That's my thing. You can have everything else. The gem better be out, Carol. You've, you've contradicted yourself many times during this conversation. I've contradicted myself zero times. What, what <laughs> first, you say, first you say you can get the gem back whenever you want it. Then you say we have to bring you the gem. So which is it? I mean, I can go get it whenever. I know where it is. You don't. So wh- why haven't you gotten it then? Why are you? Because he here? deserves it. He deserves bad luck. I know how to. Okay, be- I don't really disagree. But- All right, tell you what, I'll explain it to you, buddy. Just because you seem to not get it, it's a fucking crack gem, and it curses just, you. Like you're living your life with this grudge. Okay, so- I don't know. You're just like living in this hole underwater. Like it seems yeah, like until maybe until you I should- can leave. Hey, elephant man, this person's What's clearly they're clearly unstable. All right, like let's let's just. Let's get out of here. We we have what we need. Let's go. Do we? Yeah. I was going to just tell you the thing right there. I've got this sweet crossbow. I'm I'm kind of annoyed <laughs> by this elephant guy not following what I was saying. I'm going to explain it to you so it's going to make sense. Okay, explain yeah, it. Yeah, I, so I, I stole the gem. I stole 100 yep. speckles. 100 yep, speckles and you. I hit him. I hit him away. Okay. With the gem, it cracked. And then it cursed yep. me. But I figured out yep. how to make it not affect me because Carol's a smart lady. Guess what? It's a weird it's a weird moon elemental thing. You can't show it to light. Ha ha ha. Hide it away, show it okay. no light, no curses. But guess what? I hid it somewhere and it's always on his person. 
and you'll never find it. And with that, I'm leaving. Ah, <laughs> peace out. Okay, so are you taking the jet or not? <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> so as she, does she leave or is he responding? Yeah, she swims away. Okay, so that was rude. I'm going back up to the surface. But you did get all the fishing equipment and a map that she handed you, as well as a crossbow information and a crossbow. <laughs> you basically took everything I'm, that she had. I surface. <laughs> I say, well, that was a waste of time. Okay, I look for her, and clearly she's out of my sight, and then I surface as well, and I go, uh, Hootsworth, the, uh, we need to get back, we need to get back to that hut immediately. She's gonna, she's gonna pull some shit. Did you fail? No, we, we succeeded, but get back to the hut and, and look for an otter. She's gonna take a we gem. We failed successfully. You see a, you see two fishing rods and a tackle box in his hand, so he can't be that unsuccessful. And also a crossbow, and also a map. <laughs> and a map, which conveniently is in one of those tubes, which makes it waterproof. <laughs> yeah. Hootsworth, you need to get back there. You need to go make sure that she doesn't pull off any shit. I mean, this, this otter's slippery. You can fly. G- get back to the hut. Oh, Jared. Yes. One out of three luck check on Conway's trivia. What useful fact do I learn for this situation? Fuck, that's a tough one, because you didn't hear any of what just happened. Well, you can just learn a random thing that happened. <laughs> I don't have to know why it's useful. I just... Just something that is theoretically useful for this situation. There are gems that exist in the world that have a power to channel specific elements I understand. Thank you for all of your hard work, cousin. And then I fly off. Yeah, I swim back to the hut as well. I'm guessing I get there first? You get there first, followed, I assume, by Hannibal, whose canoe is faster than w- the wolf swimming. Slow-ass bitch. Uh, if he if he passes me if he passes me on the canoe, I'm going to sketch a ride on the canoe. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm not passing you. I've just always been ahead of you. Okay, so basically you hitch a ride on the back. Devin... Roll a sense to see if you notice the weight. Okay. Can I smell him? Oh, I passed anyways. Two of three. Yeah, so on one hand, you notice that suddenly it gets slightly harder. You notice there's each with each row you do, there's less progress, and you can also smell him. Uh, how do you how do you react to that? I say, what happened to swimming? I'm I'm like so he's in the canoe and I'm like holding onto the canoe underneath and I just don't acknowledge that he's talking to me. Like, hmm, feels like some dumb shit who thought swimming was good has latched onto my superior canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't acknowledge uh, it. Uh, so you guys eventually, uh, after... I'm going to ram the canoe into the beach really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, on the back so of Han- it, so it's not that big of a deal. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up on land, the whole thing. Hannibal completely ignores the docks and goes straight towards the land uh, to dock it just to spite. I, I do a 180. <laughs> okay, so he does a reverse on one side to 180 the boat and then starts pushing backwards. <laughs> I, I switch the position I'm attached to the canoe on. No. I, I... Uh, so, so what happens here is you very, very gingerly are brought onto shore because it's, you know, pretty gentle slope. But you look dumb. You have sand. You're covered in sand. You're all sandy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so you guys get back to the shore. Kiard 
Um, sorry, not Kieran. Professor, you got there sooner. Uh, Kieran yes. kind of gave you blind instructions to to get back there just in case something happens. I understand everything that is going on perfectly, and I know exactly what I need to do. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you do, Professor? Before they can catch up to you, I burst through the door and say, at a normal speaking volume that is magically increased with my wind element. Okay. There is an otter who is trying to trick you. Also, some gemstones can channel elements. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Dude, I love games of telephone. They're great. Um, (laughs) An otter, you say? What? Otter? Have you seen any otters? I have not seen any otters, but I have it on good authority from the fish that live in the lake that there is, in fact, an otter. I don't know. Also, my cousin said so. Otters don't come around these parts all that often. Kind of far. I trust the fish more than I trust you, to be perfectly honest. Well, I can't blame you. I kind of screw everything up. He kind of just adjusts his hat, kind of to cover part of his face in shame. Is there a gemstone on your person that may or may not uh, be targeted by a thieving otter? Well, I don't know. I just... I'm I'm always wearing these robes, and I never go anywhere without my trusty straw hat. Makes me look really cool, and it helps me when I'm fishing. So I touch the bear, and I use psychometry. Psychometry, however you want to pronounce it. What does that do? Oh, that's a blackjack. So, make a sense check to get a vision about an object you're touching. So, basically, I get a vision related to this bear's past that might be relevant to the situation that we're in. An item related to this bear's past? Sorry, say that one more time. I touch an object, in this case, I the, touch bear, the bear, and I get a vision related to the thing that I'm touching is past, like something that has happened to it in the past related to the situation that we're in. So you basically get a vision. Um, you're in the first person. You are currently Arthur Grenadine and you're putting on the lovely straw hat that he knows and loves so much. Uh, but he accidentally trips over his shoelace and falls down the stairs. Uh, and you see a pool of blood because he broke his nose. I have the same answer. It is either your shoelaces or the hat. Uh, he's not currently wearing any shoes. That it must be the hat. My hat? Uh, at this point, I would say the two of you guys come back in after after bickering about the swimming contest. Um, and Arthur pulls his hat off and hands it to you. Roll a yes. sense. Two out of six. You see something pretty clearly stitched into the very top part of it, like a piece of cloth. Um, and you, you kind of look around there and you can see that something has been stitched in. I hold up the hat and point to the thing that has been stitched in. This must be the thing that is cursing the bear man with bad luck. Either that or he is just horribly, horribly incompetent. I'm cursed? That explains everything. <laughs> Uh, so the cracked gem... You said exposed, but that's obviously incorrect. The cracked gem, when it is exposed to sunlight, is a curse. Oh. Uh, Kiard bursts in and says, uh, It's clear you have a gem on your person that is exposed to sunlight. 
shed your clothes, sir. So he's not cursed at nighttime? He is not cursed at nighttime. All the bad things happen to him during the day. Um, but then I see the hat that's in Hootsworth's hand. You tell him to shed his clothes? <laughs> Arthur kind of looks at you and he's like, uh, I don't know. I I guess if you think it'll help. Uh, and he starts disrobing. He look. Kiard looks at Professor Hootsworth and says, uh, "Actually, I don't. I don't think that's going to be necessary." Uh, Hootsworth, is that is that the uh, the the gem? Yes, yes. This must be the gem. You only told this bear man to disrobe because I assume you are a creepy sex pervert. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not a creepy sex pervert. That makes a lot of sense. Hootsworth, what have you discovered? I discovered the location of the gem. Is there any any sign of the otter? No. Do I see an otter? Uh, roll me a sense. Do I smell an otter? Yeah. Do I smell an otter? Roll me a sense. Yeah. Do I do I get any bonuses to my sense because I smell things? You will. Just tell me what you get for your sense. I got a four out of five. What did you get, Devin? Oh, I didn't roll yet. Two out of three. Okay, so both of you are great at this. Um, you. For you, Kiard, you've already smelled the the otter, so you know exactly what scent you're looking for. Yeah, and you don't you don't smell it, uh, Hannibal. You also don't smell the otter. I don't smell an otter. I don't smell an otter either. Where is this otter? I am utterly perplexed. It was a ruse. She is gone. Hootsworth is the is the gem in this hat. Yes, I'm holding the hat, specifically pointing at the po- spot that's been stitched in. Hey, Hootsworth, why don't you wrap that up in something? If it's not exposed to sunlight, I think it might actually be beneficial for us. Yes, give me something to wrap it up in. Uh, Hootsworth, as you touch it, it seems to, like, get darker somehow. Like, absorbing light in the area, like, in little in in, in a strange fashion. Fascinating. But you put it do you do you put it in something? That's cursed, by the way, so you might not want to hold on to it too long. Yeah, I, I wrap it up in something and gingerly hand it to somebody that I don't like. Who don't you like? Pretty much everybody but my cousin. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Fuck it, elephant man. I don't take it. Then I'll I'll hand it to Mole Man. Mort, thank you. I, I very much so appreciate it. This is a very valuable gem, even in its current state. Uh, is there a trick to how it works? Yes. Yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have to know. You said it cursed my friend. I don't, I don't want him to, I don't want that to happen to me. The curse is activated by sunlight. Fucking Spice Boy is gonna, gonna die. I don't want that. What the curse is activated by sunlight, so take it down into your little mole hole and you'll be fine. He he pulls out like a rubber pouch and he just puts it inside of it and just closes it and then puts it in his pocket. And then he tries to lift up some plates and walk around and is met with no difficulty. So I, w- I would argue that this is worth the the value of that those spices I knocked over earlier. This absolutely will uh, pay for the the destroyed spices. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad that we came to that agreement earlier where anything that we come along the way uh, doesn't belong to you. But you know what? This is so nice that you can have everything else. Yeah, so I'm going to need my going right then for the rest of the trip. I think I've proven that I'm a capable, uh, capable escort. We already came to the agreement. 
uh, mercenaries do not. They agree to the contract and they go with it. I know how these things work. And yes, thank you so much. Uh, but Arthur speaks up from the background. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, he's he's like very elegantly walking down uh, with another bottle of wine that he he's he's carrying a plate in one handful of cups of different sizes for you guys. And he kind of just spins it in one hand, flicks it up, takes his thumb and uses his claw to flick the flick the cork off. And he pours a bunch of glasses for you guys. Thank you so much for helping me out. You know, I I feel like a different man. Maybe I can get my wife and child back. I don't have much. But I hope so. I don't have much, but I'd gladly give you some schmeckles for your, for your trouble. Thank you so much. Uh, and he, he goes back upstairs after, after finding that. Um, and he gives each of you guys 10 schmeckles per person. Does that mean I now had 110 schmeckles? That is correct. And then you will also be getting 10 more schmeckles for doing this job. Uh, 15. Get- because it was five days, and we agreed to no, him paying me fifteen. Total. I'm the DM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you managed to solve the solve the puzzle and fix Arthur Grenadine, and the otter Carol Shellshear seems to have gotten away. Arthur, um, are you sure your family didn't leave you just because you're kind of a wino? I, I'm not. I only drink f- during special occasions. I don't think so. My wife said that she left me because I was nothing but bad luck. So I assume that's what she meant. She's back living with her parents. Mm. So anyways, um, you might want to rethink your fishing strategies. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I normally, I normally fish with different bait. I don't know what was going through my mind that day. I thought crawfish, maybe I'd get a bigger bigger yield. <sighs> that's, what, that's what you get, right? Stick to what you know. Sure is. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. You're welcome. Um, and basically, after that, uh, he he cooks you up some some soup. <laughs> he makes you guys some soup because the <laughs> he cooks you up some soup. Um, because the whole point of this trip was to get a meal. And Mort's grinning in the background, so he's got the soup going on, and you guys get some soup. I don't drink while I'm on the job, so I don't take any wine. <laughs> oh no, no! I, I, Kiard's definitely drinking some of the wine. I took the map when he got drunk and passed out. Me? I didn't get drunk. Yeah. Do we have to roll for this? Because I didn't get <laughs> drunk. I mean, he can't have. You my said map. you were definitely drinking. I was definitely drinking some so, wine. I didn't say I was getting drinking a lot of getting wine. Drunk. <laughs> well, I assume you guys. Okay, let's let's retroactively say you guys probably looked at. The, you guys probably looked at the map, right? So you guys look at the map, and uh, essentially there is a map of the southwestern portion of Bjornfjord, as well as this lake. And conveniently, uh, the it seems there is an X along the path to get there. So you're gonna you're gonna pass it. Hey, Hootsworth, uh, on this map, it seems like there's a, a good amount of treasure buried. On the way back, we should grab it as we head toward Bjornfjord. Is that all you think about is money? This is when you're in the house, right? Yeah, this is when we're in the house. As someone who is very wealthy, I do not need money, nor do I care about it. But if you want to get money to satisfy your wolfy urges, that's fine. So I'm going to need you to distract the rest of the crew once we happen on this spot here. I'm going to be scouting ahead. 
but instead I'm going to actually be retrieving the treasure. It shouldn't be too hard to distract them. They are not smart. So how far out is this marker? Uh, a day's travel. So at the end of the day's travel tomorrow, I need you to be, I don't know how to say this, extra abrasive. And I'll be doing my work and I'll return back to you guys once we set up camp. Understood. I will inform everybody of all of their faults as people and give them detailed instructions on how to not be dumb. Yeah, just tell them that they need to be owls. Hey, Devin. Yeah? Can you roll me a sense? Five of three. Alright, you do not overhear this conversation. <laughs> you guys are in a fucking, the same room. It's like not far away. Yeah, but I'm but pulling somehow... him aside and we're probably talking about owly things that don't involve anyone else. <laughs> I have elephant ears. You gotta be like three asides to get away from elephant ears. And but... also I've seen the map, so. You haven't yeah. seen the map. Yes, I did. You just pulled it out in front of everyone. No, in front of Hootsworth. Uh, okay, so to be fair, the, all right the map was common knowledge. He was there when you guys were talking about it and took it, so. <laughs> all right, well, I... He knows that it's a thing, and he knows that it exists. And he's a treasure hunter, so he probably cares about this. All right, Hootsworth, I'm going to bed. I'll see you in the morning. Just remember the plan. Of course I will, because I am an owl, and I remember everything. Yeah. Okay. See you in the morning. Good night, cousin. Yeah, you go up to one of the bedrooms. Uh, the beds are fucking massive for you. So uh, you go into the child's bed, which is more appropriately sized. Facts. Um, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to do tonight? I want to retroactively open the thing for my mother the first time I had a little downtime. Yeah, I mean, let's just say that you did it now. You were distracted by everything else. And in this moment, you suddenly thought of it. Um, yeah, so you, you open it, you take the ribbon off and it's a book. It's a book. Uh, the, the cover is made out of a kind of barky material. Um, you open it up and there's just kind of a little message saying to my favorite little student, may you fill this with as many recipes as I have. And then in a different handwriting on the first page, it says, mom's chocolate cookies and it's a recipe don't ask me how to make chocolate cookies i know how to make <laughs> chocolate cookies we're good Perfect. <laughs> um yeah so that's essentially what it is it's, it's uh despite being kind of like a, a a bark thing you may have your ideas about where that may have came from and it might have some kind of significance to you um but aside from that it's not really that much else happening mort's kind of getting drunk with with arthur and they're talking about the old days. When I was a young boy, I could fucking swing the fists. You seen it. Oh, yeah. Mort all. <laughs> One punch, two punch, three punch. Knock them out. Um, so anyway, yeah, stuff like that happens. The next day you guys wake up. None of you guys got too drunk or anything, so you just wake up. Sorry? If there's nothing else that you guys want to do, you guys uh, would take off. Yeah, and Kiard scouts ahead. So, yeah, you guys head out. Um, it's a very sunny day. There's a gentle right turn uh, along the lake as you guys travel, uh, and time passes. Kiard hits the uh, treasure trove, the the treasure spot on the map before... Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, sorry, a day passes. Yeah, and, and yes, he hits the treasure spot. Around nighttime, uh, you guys are fairly close to the the treasure trove. 
I mean, I'm scouting ahead. I'm half a mile ahead of everybody. Well, I'm saying that like you said it was you said it was a day ahead of us. Yes, it was a day ahead. I'm saying that I'm saying that as I'm scouting ahead, I would scout ahead to the treasure spot, get the treasure, and then come back at night. Like when like normally when I'd come back from scouting. Uh so you get to the uh place where the treasure is. Yeah. So it's off of the road and you see that there are there's a on the map there are a couple trees that are drawn and then an X in between them and a, a couple numbers to indicate how many paces. Uh when you get out there, you see a hole that has been dug and a treasure chest at the bottom that is open. That's open? It's open. Damn it, fucking otter, dude. And it said there's a little note in it and it says thanks for taking my shit. Eat my ass. Um, and that's, that's, and it's signed CS. God damn it. I, I hate otters. (laughs) All right. Well, I had plans for when I actually found the treasure to do, but I'm going to do this instead. Uh, when I come back to camp from scouting, I'm going to bring the note with me. So we've been, we've been tricked by this otter and then. Well, there's no there's no treasure, Hannibal. The fucking otter left. He left us the the cursed gem and the treasure's gone. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right, hard. Mort. You 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 won here, Morty. Treasure? Mortimer. I don't I don't recall ever hearing about any treasure. What what are you talking about? Well, don't worry about it, Morty, cuz cuz we don't have any it's treasure. It's just Mort. That's my name. Morty's yeah, my I, father. I, I, I added a Y to it. It you there's no treasure. Don't worry about it. And then he hands the note over to Hannibal before going to bed. Like he just walks straight past Hannibal, hands him the note, and then goes mm, goes to sleep. That's convenient that you go off to look for the treasure alone and it's not there, huh? He doesn't even respond verbally. He just flips you off as he goes to the mm. goes to where he's sleeping. Nothing to say for yourself, huh? <laughs> Are you calling my cousin a liar? He has many things. Absolutely. He has many things. Stupid, violent, a little weird. He tends to be kind of antisocial, but he is not a liar. Though sometimes he doesn't tell the truth. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, we only have your word on that, so. Yes, and I am an owl. That means I am, of course, noble and honest, as well as smarter than the rest of you. Yeah, so so night falls. Um, the following morning, <laughs> uh, you guys uh, you can feel however you no, want about no, that. No, no, night's not falling yet. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna ask him to em- to empty his pockets. The owl or me? No, you. Uh, I'm saying empty your pockets and, and prove that you don't have a hundred extra schmeckles. Hannibal, I'm not. I'm not doing this right now. There's no. There's no treasure. I showed you mm. what happened. I mm. I checked it out. There's nothing. Wow, that's convenient. Maybe you should have brought someone with you to confirm this story, but you didn't. No, I I didn't. I was scouting ahead to make sure all of you guys were safe. Yeah, and you just happened to scout the treasure. It was ahead of us, and I and I checked it out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the fucking otter got ahead of us. Maybe if you were a little that's, faster, that's convenient. we could have caught the otter. We should have just fucking killed that bastard. If I was a little faster? Yeah, yeah. we should have just killed him. But what'd you do? You just argued with him. Well, 
There's no reason to just kill her. Anyways, Tiberius and Schneebly, how do you feel about, you know, the fact that you could have just been robbed 20 schmeckles? Oh, 20 schmeckles. Oh, that would be lovely. Oh, I, it's been a while. I'm, I'm only getting paid five schmeckles for this. That would feel nice in your pocket, wouldn't it? Yes, I'm, I'm only getting paid five schmeckles for my work here. Uh, so 20 schmeckles, that would be lovely. Wait, who, wh- it would who be quite schmeckles? a windfall, wouldn't it? Yes, it, I, absolutely. I mean, growing up an orphan, I never had much money. Growing up in Stonehall, in the orphanarium, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Didn't have a schmeckle to my name. 20 schmeckles, huh? Yeah, so who, you're taking the schmeckles now. Taking the schmeckles out of me. Uh, this is Tiberius, by the way. Um, yeah, he's taking schmeckles right out of your pocket. Right out of my pocket. How rude. There was a hundred schmeckles buried there, so that's twenty for each of us. But you know, he went and mysteriously it was gone. I mean, forty for me and zero for for Schneebly, of course. But <laughs> wow, four, dude, he forty schmeckles out of your pocket then. Uh, so Tiberius crosses his arms and just looks over at 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 uh, at uh, <laughs> Kiar, just like he's kind of just got this look on his face, wincing almost. There's no schmeckles. There weren't any schmeckles. This is the goddamn note, all right? There's no money. Mm. Do you look at the note? Yeah, I read it. I say it looks forged. This is clearly a forgery and a bad one. I grab the note out of Hannibal's hand (laughs) and use psychometry to get a vision. Five out of six. Is it a forgery? Okay, so you are basically viewing through, uh, what's her name? Um. carol's eyes carol's eyes as she she writes this note and then she dips it and then she turns around and presses her bare butt cheeks onto uh onto the (laughs) note (laughs) because the note says kiss my ass uh she seems very committed to it i drop the note and look for something to wipe my hand on uh as someone who is an aspiring chef, I assume you have plenty of things to wipe your hands on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I take like a handkerchief okay. and some pumice out of my gear and like clean my hands. The otter wrote this note and then she pressed her buttocks against it. Do I understand what you just did or? Uh, I, do, I don't explain what I did at all. It looks like I grabbed the note, had a Vietnam flashback for half a second and then immediately dropped it. Uh, roll, uh, intelligence or wisdom. I was going to say, I, I don't see a wisdom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's will. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'll roll intelligence because it's higher. Nine, nine out of three. You're not really sure what he did. Um, he seemed to just look at it and <laughs> suddenly said she put her butt cheeks on it. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? Kiard is lying down in his, in his like little bedroll and he says, He's telling the truth. Well, okay, it's great that you guys are backing each other up with no, not a single shred of evidence or anything. Hey, Hannibal, all right, if I had extra money, I was going to give it out to you. I, I was going to take it <laughs> okay. at first, but, but the, the, this fucking otter, it took, I'm gonna, it took all the Jared, cash. can I ask right? my rock? Oh, yeah, you can absolutely ask your rock. I'm asking my rock. Yeah, go for it, bruh. Where did you get this rock, and what does it do? I'm not explaining shit. Oh, you mean, like, out of game? Yeah, out of game. They wouldn't know this, but, like, the to the audience. I was on a, a 
mercenary job to clear out some rebels in an abandoned outpost in the mountains near Stonehall. And I came <clears throat> across a mausoleum within the dense thicket. And there was a grave marker there depicting a mass grave. And I went inside the mausoleum to discover it had been like ransacked and desecrated. And I heard the sound of a voice and I went looking for it until I came across a marble stone. When I approached the stone, it fell and rolled on the floor until it rolled to me. And so I felt like it was, it was calling to me. So I picked it up and I, now I can talk to it. And it's basically like a magic eight ball in which I can ask it like simple questions and it'll give me like varying degrees of answers. Yeah. So I asked the rock if, if the, if the half wolf, half owl is telling the truth. My name is Kiard, by the way. You know that. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're asking if, uh, he's telling the truth, right? Yeah. Uh, it says outlooks point to yes. Sorry, what does it sound like? Outlook points to yes. Only I can hear it. And it sounds like that in your head. It doesn't sound like anything. Okay. It's like, it's not, it doesn't talk, it just like projects thoughts into my mind. And the thoughts have no voice. <laughs> yeah, they're just like thoughts. Okay, so just imagine my voice like your voice. Outlook points to yes. Oh, you wanted a voice to do it. Never, okay. Um, yeah, just to sounds make Sounds like it- Gilbert Gottfried. Outlook points to yes. <laughs> I, okay, I say very well. I believe you. <laughs> the the rock looks proud. The rock that can't move and is just a the <laughs> <a> marble. <laughs> I mean, you guys just saw me ask ask a rock that I had if if he was telling the truth, and then I said I believed him. <laughs> well, I feel like all you said is, "Is he telling the truth?" Okay, I believe you. That's yeah. what they would have seen. <laughs> yeah. But I directed the okay, I believe you towards towards um, Kiard. Blackjack intelligence check. Was I able to pick up that he talked to a rock? It seems like he was talking to the the thing in his hand that happened to be a rock. I mean, I didn't try and hide the fact that I was talking to a rock. Like I took, I like took, held the rock and talked to it. He most definitely had a rock in his hand as he made eye contact with it, and one could surmise that that could be the case, though it seems very illogical. You've never heard of anyone talking to rocks, but that's what it seems like. I fly up and pat him on the shoulder and go, It seems I have misjudged you, giant elephant man. You are, in fact, smart enough to talk to rocks. Therefore, I have some respect for you now. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me coming from you. Kiard's in his bedroll and he says, yeah, well, I I was telling you the truth. Shut up, so. Mutt. <laughs> Shut up, Mutt. <laughs> you can't talk to rocks. Fuck up. <laughs> uh, All right, okay. let's, just, let's just get this over with. And he goes to sleep. <laughs> I also go to sleep, but I sleep better than Kiara does. <laughs> uh, I want each of you to roll a, a d12. <laughs> to see who gets a better night's sleep. It's very important, guys. I got a a one, by the way. I don't know if I was a part of this, but I rolled anyway. (laughs) Okay. I rolled a three. So, uh, yeah, the the elephant sleeps like a baby elephant. Like Um, a rock. It's like a rock. (laughs) Babies don't sleep well, dude. I never understood where that expression Uh, came from. That's actually a good point. I've never thought about that. Uh, The owl, the the two owl types 
being able to see at night it makes it makes it hard i guess the out the moon above moon above is too bright uh so it's harder to sleep but you still sleep as normal just not as good as, as Hannibal sleeps. <laughs> I'm glad that that's it. what roles are for. Worth this it. is what the roles are for. I wake up so refreshed and I ask them how they slept. You probably wake up like 10 minutes early. Just surprised that you slept so well. Maybe you make some breakfast for everyone else. I forgot to bring my soothing eye mask. This is sucks. <laughs> this is sucks. <laughs> uh, so you guys wake up in the morning. Uh, Schneebly has already... Uh, awoken he's cooking you guys up some breakfast um tiberius is still sleeping and, and uh it's some eggs pretty basic shit some some hard bread that's kind of stale and some water at this point mort is kind of just like all right guys we gotta hurry up i gotta make my delivery i got these spices they gotta be there um so he's he's not he's not putting up with any more shit at this point, Schneebly and Tiberius, he pretty much is completely done with. Uh, he's definitely never going to work with them ever again. Um, <laughs> eventually, you guys start to approach uh, more houses. Uh, the houses here are kind of like, they're not particularly impressive. Uh, there's like a stone foundation and then just some logs, uh, kind of kind of like the cabin before. It's not, none of them are really that big. It's kind of just like what they need to get the job done. Um, you stump, you come across uh, an inn along the way. The inn is much bigger. Um, you haven't yet seen any bars. Of course, the bars are very huge here. Though I guess I should say that to the owl, these, these might seem big. You eventually do see a bar. Um, and the biggest building that you've seen you presume to be the adventurers guild is there. Um, do you guys want to make your way there? Do you want to stop anywhere on the way? Do you want to talk to are anyone? We, wait, are we in Bjornfjord? You are now? in Bjornfjord. Uh, pretty much as soon as you got to that lake area, you were technically in Bjornfjord, but you like as, as a realm, but you weren't near like the city. Also so now are we in like a heavily, or are in like Bjornfjord proper, like whatever so, I would call it. As soon as we hit like civilization, I would return yeah. back to the group. Sure. And be and okay. Be like, uh, guys, I don't, I don't think we're gonna really hit any any issues here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with you guys. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what you hear, um, a lot of laughter. People seem to be kind of lighthearted. Uh, you don't really go by any marketplaces or anything like that. This seems to be all just like people's houses, with the exception of the inn. So. So you guys get to the Adventurers Guild. Um, as you look at it, it is, I don't know, like a three-story building. There's a, like a plaza in in the front. Um, Mort says, thank you guys for your hard work. Uh, you know, I appreciate you helping out my friend, uh, my friend Arthur. He's a good guy. If you ever come back through, definitely see how he's doing. Uh, and here's your schmeckles. Here's your schmeckles. Again, thank you so much. Um, and he hands out the agreed upon schmeckles to each of you. Um, despite arguing with, um, Kiards for a long period of time, he, he shells out 15 schmeckles to each of you, uh, only giving five Fuck schmeckles yeah. to Schneebly and Tiberius. <laughs> so we got their schmeckles. <laughs> uh, no, they originally agreed upon five schmeckles. 
Uh, oh, they're okay. like unexperienced. I got 20 uh, schmeckles. No, you got 15 schmeckles. Did you get bonus schmeckles from something else? Cause like, yes, you gave oh, me yeah, an yeah. extra five for going to the island. That's right, because, yes, the reluctant hero gets an additional five schmeckles. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drive a hard bargain. Plus the 10 that Arthur gave us. So, so now I'm at 130. Cool. So who's worth? What, what are we doing here? What? Where are we going next? I am looking for the great chef Bombley. I think that we might find him or clues to his whereabouts here. Wait, but so this is about your path. Where I thought I thought when we jumped off the the great roost of Brain Branch, I thought this was supposed to be some sort of coming of age thing. I uh, are we just Don't looking for your chef? Tree. Don't question the great tree's wisdom. I'm, I'm you, questioning the great tree. Don't question do you, the great tree's wisdom. Kiara, do you remember what you said that you were I looking for? I do remember for? what I said, yeah. What did you say? I said I was looking for a place to belong, essentially. Like where a are community. you? I mean, where I'm are in, you right now? I'm in Bjorn Fjord. <laughs> no, where are you standing in front of? The Adventurers Guild. What's the Adventurers Guild? I don't know. Perhaps it's a community. And you don't know yet. Don't question the goddamn great tree. Listen. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that is the end of the group two introduction. When we all meet next week, it's going to be with the entire crew. Next week for you, probably next year for us. It's actually November, <laughs> so that's a fair assessment. Um, and thanks for tuning in subscribe to our things and bye i hope you enjoyed nine realms you should go a little longer than that with the conclusion just throwing that out and there. i'm going to keep going on a bit longer <laughs> no 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 uh, redo it like, <laughs> i don't know what i'm I don't know. You say shit. You're like, oh, hey, guys, like, thanks for listening to Nine Realms. Like, this is, like, the first episode of Nine Realms. We're, like, introducing characters and, like, we have a lot of, like, really cool stuff planned for, like, I don't know. Fucking freeform it, dude. It's got to, like, be, like, 15 I seconds like at least. I like my version. I nailed it. Thanks for tuning in. This was group two introductions of Nine Realms, the first session in my DM'd game. Uh, thank you. And I don't, I feel like I just said the same thing second time but what else am i supposed to say i mean the thing is it's like (laughs) group two and group one are in the same episode like people literally just heard group one and now they heard group two you heard group one you heard group two now you heard both of them that was the end of session one uh for nine realms thanks for tuning in come in next time and you'll hear us do more of it also none of this has to do with furries Thank you for not making that <laughs> Also, buy our game. Yes, That's also buy, buy Warp Lords. It's a great game. It's what we yeah, play. Yeah, Drive Through RPG. In the Warp Lords it's, podcast. it's available. You can, it's you can available. download it and you can play it and you can and have you more can fun. You can be your own Neckbeard Supreme. Yeah, you, you could have more fun than you'd have with other games because this game is different than those games. You could. New games are fun. And this is one. And rhymes for you. I like the color blue. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>